0: What's going on, everybody? It is Coach Greg Adams back in here with another YouTube live stream. Shout out to the Coach Gang. And
1: that's
0: you. For being in here, being involved, and being active on this YouTube channel. And welcome to the Wake Up Show, part of the Free Agent Lifestyle podcast here on the Free Agent Lifestyle channel. New, 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 new world order. Blue Chip Mindset number 45 is in the building. That means for 45, roughly 45 weeks, we've been in here. All right. We've been in here delivering this message about the philosophy that we live by, which is the free agent lifestyle and which is the sub uh, lifestyle, which is peace, quiet and freedom. And under that is the blue chip mindset. And of course, with that, along with that is the money mindset in the building. What we do here on the blue chip mindset series is allow ourselves to take in a little bit of accountability for determining the direction of our lives. That's what we're doing here today. And I'm looking to give this information to you. Do never say that I never did anything to help you for three hours today, roughly, if our computer uh lives up to it for three hours today, I'm going to pass on information that I learned in life that I had to bump my head that no one really gave me. I had to seek out most of it for myself. And of course, the people who helped me along the way gave me a lot of game. I'm giving this back to you. Now, of course, we're going to have the couple people in here, the knuckle draggers and the oxygen thieves and the the, the, uh, the, uh, missing links. They're going to say, well, why should I listen to you coach? Yeah.
1: And that's you.
0: Well, for three hours, I'm going to share information, life lessons, life stories. Okay. Philosophies with you that many people that are slightly ahead of me and they, they're, they're light years ahead of me will never even give you. Okay. Nobody's never going to give you this information. Not even your daddy is going to give you this information. Many people that our fathers are listening to this information so they can pass it on to their sons. But if you think you are ahead of me, if you think you are ahead of the game, please don't listen. Don't listen to me today. Don't don't ask any questions. Don't tell no lies. Uh, people will look at it and say, "Well, you're not a millionaire." Okay, you're not a millionaire. Why should I listen to you? Well, if you're only listening to people that have a dollar amount attached to them, which is seven, uh, uh, which is seven uh, figures, well, then that's probably going to be where you fail in life. Many people that are very knowledgeable in life. Many of them don't have money. So, this isn't necessarily about money, but many people that can help you push forward in life once had money, they lost it. But it still doesn't mean they're not part of the elite in terms of their mindset. But if that's going to distract you, that's okay. I'll just jump in my 9 11 at the end of the day and I'll be good. Okay. I'll be good. But for the few people that will get some critical information from this show, please stick around. We got a great series today. And let me roll across the screen the topics for today. All right. So today we're going to talk about and remind everybody because we do have a lot of new people that watch us. We're going to remind them of the blue chip mindset. What is the blue chip mindset? Where did this come from? How did I start using this here in this fear? Okay. We're also going to talk about uh subject number two layoff season. We're going to show you in real time, the quiet layoff season that is going to affect the next round of layoffs. That's going to ultimately affect the economy. Why should this matter? This is preparing you. And I sometimes have to Bring a cloud and a whole bunch of dark clouds and rain, and I have to rain it on your head just to get you to understand that it's now time to move. We are now in what they call the Great Reset. We are in it. We are experiencing it, and it's very much a turbulent time. So when I identify these things to you, it is to get you to understand that it is time to prepare, and we're going to talk about how you should prepare for this current round of layoffs, and is it too late for you?
2: It's too late too late baby bye bye all right sometimes
0: it's too late but um for most people we're going to tell you about that what else are we going to talk about today we're going to we're going to give you a straggling sniggle theater uh this is going to be a hard pill for many men to swallow and it's a pill that i've realized and swallowed a long time ago but straggling sniggle for this week or this episode is going to tell you and give you a pill that many men particularly melanated men you need to swallow this pill i see a lot of guys are
2: Hopeful, it feels somebody's been touching you. In fact, I know somebody's been kissing you. <laughs>
0: All right, anyway, we're and then we're also going to talk about uh, the four quarters of life. Boy, that's going to be an enlightening message for the, for the four quarters of life. What you should be doing in your life, living life by design. All right, I remember I had a biology teacher and he used to say he was an atheist, but he would say, Design doesn't imply a designer, design doesn't imply a designer. And what that meant was just because there's mountains and ridges and oceans and all these things that people credit to a higher being, that doesn't imply just because it it's there doesn't imply that someone designed it. So that was his thing, and it always stuck with me. The plant, uh design doesn't imply a designer. Well, in life, design requires a designer. <laughs> okay, in life, you must design your life. Living life by design. If you're living life by chance, if you're living life by hope you're going to be asked out, completely asked out. If you're waiting for a savior,
2: I'm not your savior. I'm not your will. I'm not the bottle, the sin that you feel. Yeah.
0: And you guys completely
2: live a
0: error and flawed life. And you think you're going to win.
2: You can win as long as you keep your head to the sky. You can win.
0: All right. If you think you can win by hope and chance, you're going to be asked out, asked out for real. You go out to take a fat L in life. And I just want to remind people and I'll remind you when we get to that part of the show. OK, um, this is your one life. You ain't coming back. Yeah. Living on a prayer. Take my hand. We'll make it. I swear. Oh,
2: whoa. Living. On, you living
0: on a prayer.
2: <laughs> shit,
0: I mean, I believe in the power of prayer. Only for yourself, shit. All right, but listen, if you're living on a prayer, if you're living by hope, if you're living by chance, this is your one freaking life. I'm gonna actually have to uh, give you the sperm story one more time. All right, anyway, and then the last one, we'll talk about the dating world. Why dating sucks and it's an absolutely disastrous. Why it's for the mentally unstable. You guys realize that you're when you're dating. We're gonna show you a profile shared to us on the. CoachGregAdamsLocals.com. If you're living by the rules of dating, you're dealing with mostly mentally unstable people after the age of 25, and probably before after the age of 24. Most of people are mentally unstable, and I'm going to prove it. All right. So anyway, (laughs) dating is nothing but hope. Well, I hope I get lucky. I hope I can impress her. I hope. I hope he pays for the date at the end of it. (laughs) Well, holy moly. All right. Anyway. Uh those are the subject matters today. A to contribute to today's show, dollar sign CGA live on the Cash App, Coach Greg Adams TV on the Venmo. PayPal coach Greg Adams. This is uh it's PayPal.me backslash coach Greg Adams. And then you can contribute to today's show via super chat on the notorious CGA channel in the building. New, 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 new world order. And uh man, I had to, you know what I did, man. My computer is going a little bit, it's it's giving me a little bit of problems. I had to recable everything. Um, I'm, I'm working with three screens now, so I can't just use one Mac screen. That would be like going back to the original live stream days. So I'm working, doing some working around and I had to restart the computer just to give it a little bit of a rest before I came on live pause. And, um, wait a minute. I actually gave you the wrong, actually gave you the wrong PayPal. So let's try that again. And so now I'm working, just, just working some things around until the weekend, until I have time to do it tonight. It ain't going to be that night tonight. Ain't the night. All right. Let me see if I can do this. I'm actually this is actually devastating right now. (laughs) All right. I'm trying to really type this in and it ain't working. All right. So see right here. Oh, by the way, for the people who normally watch me on Facebook, just a little bit of a situation over there. It looks like Facebook and their layoffs has changed the way the profiles work. i haven't been on Facebook and I don't know how long, even though I stream over there in the morning, I don't go over there. All right. I haven't even opened a Facebook uh, link in a long time. So um, what happens is when I t- attach my stream yard, I just stream over there. I don't even go, with, go over there. But what happened was, I guess Facebook, they segmented how the profiles work. So your main profile is disconnected from your business profiles, which I stream to a business profile. Unfortunately, since I send the link directly over there and they've already segmented the pages, it won't take my link. So now I'm going to have to go over to Facebook and see what goes on over there. I don't see what they got going on. They got a new way they're showing things. I don't know. So I got to figure that out. So nobody's getting this on Facebook today. You're going to have to watch it over here. Yeah, the profiles don't work the same. They're getting me. So let's get to the earlier contributors to today's show. And and um, here we go right now. Here we go. Shout out to Warhammer. He says, I guess it's my turn to touch this cat, I guess it's my turn to touch this cat. Shout out to you, free agent. Uh Teddy Key GB says, good morning, gentlemen. He says we frontline uh for the trenches or for the trench work. He says we're frontline for that trench work. Make your 24 count men. You got 24 hours. We frontline for the, that trench work. That must be something people say in the um say, say definitely on the front lines. But um we got 24 hours in this thing. Uh nobody's coming to save you in these 24 hours. I might be the closest thing. Nobody's coming to save you. It is time to make those 24 hours count. If you've ever worked on the line, like if you ever worked in a labor job, you realize that it's just y'all out there. If you ever worked on a chain gang, if you ever if you ever did anything like that, it's just y'all. Nobody else is coming to stop you, nobody's coming to help you. Y'all got to make it work today. All right, Simon Small says, "Thank you." Yes sir. And Brown 3-1, no, back in the building. Appreciate y'all brothers contributing over on the Super Chat. Super Chat is enabled on the Notorious CGA channel. But the streams won't be available for playback. All right, shout out to Loud Pockets. Shout out to Loud Pockets. I dropped a 24-pound dumbbell on my face. Wow, because I was laughing at your husband clip. And he says, you said the Broncos lost to the Raiders. And I said that. And I ain't taking no bets. I think somebody texted me this morning. You want to take a bet on Chiefs and Raiders? Hell no. Why would I do that? All right. Anyway, Rational Rationality says working in the garden, watering all these 304s. He's making it rain down on them. We got people over on the Cash app. He says, this is Kirby. Get better together with CGA. Thank you. Indeed, and this might be one for the notebooks. This might be one because I'm going to be dropping things, information. Some of these things you might want to write down. Uh, let's see here. Shout out to Seth Rollins. He says, breaking ground for the new computer fun in here. God dang, man. Look, I'm a professional. This is actually crazy in the building. Seth Rollins is back in the building. That's not his real name. He says, he says would you recommend webcam or regular standalone for streaming? I actually have used both. Um and actually talked about this, I then switched to a webcam, all right? For for long, I used a standalone camera, and I actually used two standalone cameras, and then one of my cameras was freaking out, so I, as an emergency, I bought a webcam, and the webcam's been working, like, great, all right? So I haven't switched back, and the, the standalone cameras are a lot more complicated to, to work around, especially if you don't have any experience working around them, and then they can turn off on you midstream all right standalone cameras and you got to the more you have during your streams the more you got to work work around it's 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 complicated it complicates the thing um there are some good standalone webcams that that are just fine all right this is a webcam all right and he also says uh seth rollins is just fine thanks for all that you do all right shout out to seth rollins in the building all right where are we at here it looks like danielle is in the building is this a lady ladies Dude look like a lady. He says, Tom Brady wins the Super Bowl to stick it to Giselle. I never thought about that either. I never thought about that once, that he could win the Super Bowl, but they are a contender. They definitely are a contender. Let me see here. All right, anyway, so my, people were texting me. My son texted me. I want to make sure it was not an emergency. So uh, what if Tom Brady does stick it to Giselle and wins the Super Bowl? I think Giselle will be pissed. She'd be angrier than a wet hornet. All right. Yes, indeed. Elijah is in the building. He says, How can I find your books? I appreciate y'all. Uh Amazon.com. I think the link is in the description box of the videos. Uh, but uh Amazon.com and then put in Coach Greg Adams and I'll show up. And then all my books will be there. And then you can go to Audible. Audible as well. And there's some other people that sell my books, but I don't know. I don't know how to get to them. They everywhere. Soon as you put something on the internet, they do the whole damn thing, and people alternative sites be grabbing your stuff. All right, ladies, come over and grab my stuff. All right, shout out to I got money in the building. I got money. He said, yo, Sean. Yes, indeed. Represent. We got a couple more, and then we're going to get into the day show. Appreciate y'all, man. This is the PayPal. We kept checking in on PayPal before somebody texts me and say, I sent you a PayPal. All right, uh, Dejan is in the building. What did you got to say over there? We got to say, he says, my baby mama told me that they don't need me there. And they have a village. He says. so I told her that village ain't shit without a chief. And too many Indians and not enough chiefs or too many chiefs and not enough Indians, as they say. Over there. Wow. Yeah. I mean, wow. That's just guys going to have to work around that. And we got a co-sponsorship today. We're going to call you. I don't know what to call you. We're going to call you Octavian. He says contributions to the blue chip mindset. On October 5th, 2022, I didn't give you your whole name, but we'll call you Mr. OMG. That's all what we did. I messed up a little bit, but he says, shout out to the coach gang. And he says, dating is truly dead. Dating is truly dead. It's for the mentally unstable. One more. As soon as you realize that, especially at a certain age, I don't know why you be doing what y'all be doing out here at like 40, 40, 40, 42, 42, 38. What y'all out here doing dating? Especially the women. We're not going to get into them today too much. Men, understand that when you are focusing on yourself, you are the great. You are the, at the greatest return of investment. Invest in your skills, your talent, assets, and then abilities, and meet money, energy, attention, and time on you. Put it on
1: you. And that's you.
0: He says women are a dime a dozen. Yes, at this point, yes. And he says, and are based on the byproduct of your success. Don't ever think a woman will give you any way to return by spending on her. It's only a waste of resources. Blessing to you all. A lot of guys will be vehemently against that. <laughs> the blue, the blue pill guys are going nuts. What? <laughs> but um, I, I, I look at women when I spend on them as just a waste of money. You know what I mean? I might get a little bit of something in return, a little bit. But to continue to do it is a fool's errand. As somebody once said, I've invested in women for 40 years and I have yet to see a rate of return. I believe that man was earthquake. I believe it was comedian earthquake, but I cannot really, really give a good, (laughs) good. um, I cannot really give a good person to uh, attribute that to, but I think it was earthquake. All right. Do me a favor, man. Like the video. We got a lot of life lessons in here. We're going to start with what the blue chip mindset is for the new people that are here. They're ready for me to roast relationships and roast blue pillars and roast the new, 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 new world order. They're ready for me to roast all these people. Well, today we're here in the spirit of giving. We're in the spirit of motivation and or inspiration. So what is the blue chip mindset? I'm going to share with you now. And this could be review material for a lot of people here. Let me see something. What's going on in here? All right. They want me to click on something. All right. Here we go. All right. So blue chip is the word that has been in our American lexicon for a long time. And if you want to kind of get an idea of what it it could closely resemble, it is an elite class of people. Okay, and so I am an elitist. I am definitely a classist, but I don't discriminate against you after that. Mm. The most I'm going to discriminate against you is going to be if you ain't in my class. Now, I might not be in another people's class and they might have the right to uh, discriminate against me based on class. But class is something that you could certainly should be discriminating for people about. And here it is right here. You have blue chip represented here, but it has a hyphen in the middle 10 blue chip stocks. All right, blue chip stocks. And we'll tell you what the definition of that is in a second. You also have this the old Ivy. They talk about colleges with blue chip reputations, blue bloods, blue chips, and gambling and poker. The blue chip represented the highest value. So, if you will, High value individual, high value man, high value woman. We'll talk about the five blue chips that you need to hold on to later in the show. Then you have to the hear they have these blue chip reputation colleges, the Ivies, the all Ivies, the public Ivies, the little Ivies, the Ivy League reputation equivalents and what's what what not the most of the people who are able to afford this or at least see a good rate of return are going to be people who were raised with the five blue chips. Okay, we'll talk about that later. Here's this in college recruiting. So it doesn't have to be in a class of people related to wealth. It could be related to your talent. You could have blue chip talent. So let's take it from this class's mind idea. What if you have talent that then they can rate you as blue chip talent wise? Ah, see, people were going to go in there. See, you just saying we need to be in the white culture. No, nope. white and wealth don't go together. In particularly, I know a lot of poor, dirty white folks, too, and they ain't in my class either. Okay, definitely not. And I will look at them the same as any other race of people who are low class. I'll be looking at them like, oh, <laughs> but talent wise in football and in basketball, the top recruits are t- are termed or deemed blue chip. There it is again, blue chip. So um, there it is. And this is related to how good they are, how gifted they are. The 15 teams who can actually win national titles by the blue chip ratio. There it is by talent. What about when you go to Indeed.com? If you look for terms that says just type in blue chip, you'll see a lot of blue chip things come up. You'll see jobs that are termed blue chip jobs. You'll see consulting firms or hiring firms or HR firms, recruiting firms that are named blue chip, blue chip consulting. Blue chip group, blue chip consulting group. Again, you have this in the lexicon right there. Let me see if I can find any more here. Blue chip group, blue chip consulting. Okay, these are the ones that seem to be popping up uh, quite a bit. But in human resources, in recruiting, blue chip recruits are those that come from the IVs, all IVs, public IVs, and, and so forth and so on that have good reputations that are committed, that actually do well, that actually have talent. And they can monetize that and pay these people big bucks. Many companies look for blue chippers only in the elite, middle class, upper middle class, and upper jobs. They're not rarely, rarely, this is speaking generally, rarely do they promote people from up, from the lower groups of people up to the higher groups of people and pay them a lot of money. Very rarely. Some companies do. UPS is an example. They will get people and they want to start you at the bottom and then you'll make it to the top. But mostly, you'll find that you'll work for them and you'll be non-blue chip and you'll always be non-blue chip. They will bring bring blue chippers over you. They will bring bring blue chippers over you. (laughs) And then they will be the people that will get the corner office and the office outside of the cubicles and the workstations and all that stuff. And they will recruit these people. Do you guys know? Do you guys know? That there are recruiters in your companies, if you guys um, have companies, if you have slave wage jobs, I mean, salary jobs, not slave wage. There's recruiters in your company that go out and seek talent. They go to college fairs, job fairs. They go to they might go to high schools, as far as I know, to identify talent. And then what they do is they negotiate with these people. And sometimes these people depending on who they are. They literally will have people working on their behalf to negotiate with some of these companies, which gives the blue chipper leverage when they're going to these companies. So when they even take interviews, hey, if you ain't talking 170 annually, like 170K, y'all, if you ain't talking to talking 170K annually, we ain't talking. And then they'll have companies, several companies that are headhunting them, headhunting them. All right. Sometimes these people who are the blue chippers will have people headhunting recruiters. And this is how jobs are being attained. And this is how salaries are being negotiated. So if you aren't on that level, you might say, I can't afford a headhunter. I can't afford to go to a job fair. I can't afford to go to a a pretty big uh, public school or a private school. I can't afford these certifications. Well, guess what's going to normally happen is you're not going to be headhunted. You're not going to be recruited and you're going to be begging people, seeing out resumes, Demetrius Anderson. All right. And then they're going to have to go through resumes, stacks of resumes that you're probably not going to be at the top of the blue chip in your companies. So with that in mind, this is what we talk about here. And here's the meaning um, Here. Oh, here's another example of blue chips in our lexicon right here. The movie with Shaquille O'Neal, Penny Hardaway and Nick Nolte. Great movie, by the way. The acting's not superb. All right. It's a little bit overrated in terms of acting. It's not going to win an Academy Award. But if you're into college sports and all that stuff, it's a great movie. Uh, Where we got here. Blue chip meaning. And then just right here, what is a blue chip, a blue chip, not a Dorito? It says, Walmart's always hiring. Shout out to uh, um, uh, our brother, Mr. Palmer. A blue chip is a nationally recognized, well-established, and financially sound company. Blue chips generally sell high quality. These are related to companies and stocks, widely accepted products and services. Blue chip companies are known to weather downturns, like we're going to be in here. So if you're in a blue chip mindset, you're trying to weather a downturn and operate profitably in the face of adverse Economic conditions, not only economic conditions. We're going to talk about racial conditions. We're going to talk about any gender conditions. The conditions that are presented in front of us in the dating marketplace. We weather this storm. We don't succumb to the storm. We don't put the we don't put the blinky the blink in the mouth. We don't put the blink in our mouth and we don't eat bullets. Okay. We go. This is the storm. This is the conditions. We adjust. Okay. And then it says which helps to contribute to a long record of stable and reliable growth. That's blue chip mindset right there. We're looking to grow. We're looking to be stable. We're not looking to join a mentally unstable dating marketplace. We don't even fight it anymore. Okay, if a woman wants to make money, we give her some money, but we're going to make sure her 10 toes are up. Okay, that's the exchange here. We're not going to play the game, and I hope you like me, <laughs> and I hope I can impress you. Okay, I'm not trying to impress a damn thing. That, that marketplace is closed for me a long time ago. Okay, 10 toes up, money going to drop. Okay, here we go. And we got to do what we got to do out here. So anyway, that's the blue chip mindset for those who want to know. And um, sometimes uh, people say, yeah, coach, we know already. But I'm actually surprised there are people who don't know some of the phrases that we talk about. So I will be talking. I'll glance over at the live chat and somebody's asking, what's an NPC? Right. So I'm figuring people uh, know what we're talking about, but they don't uh where we got here let me check uh do a couple more so i don't get too far behind shout out to no government name he's makes three hundred thousand dollars a year as a cybersecurity engineer but made the mistake and this is going to be a sponsorship hold up
3: all right
0: he says he's made the mistake of being shamed into moving in my pops after he told me he got kicked out of his last place Now he's got an attitude because I'm charging him rent. He says he told me that I don't need the money I messed up. Oh, tough conversation to have. We're going to talk about this when we talk about the levels of, you know, how we get things out of order of what our priority should be. Um, This is going to be a little cold blooded, but I'm going to give you a precursor. You owe your parents nothing. I've said this before. You don't owe your parents a damn thing. One of the traps that you're going to do, and one of the things your parents parents are going to do, especially boomer parents, is they're going to prey on you when you're successful. And they're going to credit uh, themselves for making you successful, which that was what they were supposed to do. <laughs> like, Look, that's like when women be like, I'll pay my rent and y'all car. No. That, that's what you're supposed to do. Parents, you supposed to get set your kids up for success. And that's it. I don't owe you nothing. Okay. Why do I owe you something? But now when I'm successful, don't come and leech off of me and use the fact that you're a parent. When you had all this time, you had all this time and you've seen your parents, mothers and fathers, waste time, waste opportunities. They will get married and remarried, get kicked to the curb, and then they're supposed to be all up in your damn house and your apartment, taking up all that space, and then they don't want to pay. Well, this is what you have to tell your mammy and your pappy.
3: Dude,
0: motherfucker. This ain't no free rides. I didn't ask to be here. Y'all the one laid up in each other's bodies, and y'all brought me here. And as a duty, you're supposed to do what you're supposed to do and put me in a, a successful position. I don't owe you nothing for doing that. Now, can I take care of my family? Yes, but uh you're not gonna leech off of me.
3: Your rent's dude, motherfucker.
0: You ain't gonna leech off of me, all right? And if you just so happen to leech off of me and I have to throw your ass out, when you really need me, I will not be there. I won't be there. I won't be there. Dude, parents, you guys are worst individuals in the world leeching off your damn kids. I swear to God. You parents need to be, you're despicable people. Absolutely despicable. You're reprehensible. Leeching off of your kids and using the fact that you have blood ties to leech off of them, and then you don't want to pay? Your
3: rent's
0: due, motherfucker. Absolutely reprehensible. I can't do i tell you, man. I can't swear. I I can't stand humanity. (laughs) I'm one of those people where I'm like, oh, do I have the people today? Because there's some people, well, we got to take care of our people. We got, nope. When I tell you the, when I tell you the order of priority, you better listen. You better put on your damn head cap. Because it's always the people who tell us we need to do X, Y, and Z. Y'all the ones need the most help. Why can't y'all help y'all damn self? I ain't supposed to do nothing for you. I owe you nothing. The only people I owe anything to, let me just say this. <laughs> the only thing people I owe someone to is if I procreate with that with and create those people. That's the only thing I owe. Uh, that's the only people I owe something to. That's it. And I will forever be required to help them. Until there's a point, though, I have boundaries related to that, too. And not everybody will agree with my boundaries on that. But I do have boundaries that even the people I've made and created life, I do have boundaries and requirements for them. Meaning if I leave them money and trust, they will have requirements. You ain't just about to get my money. (laughs) You ain't about to just get my money. I got money. You got to get requirements. So meaning if I set you up for success and you go the other way in the spirit of rebellion, well, then you effed up. All right. You done effed up now. So now that when you do come back and you are now aware, you better come back begging
2: and pleading. If I got to beg and plead for your sympathy.
0: Or as Eddie Murphy said,
2: if I got to beg and plead to the symphony. (laughs) yo.
0: (laughs) But, you know, I'm a leader. Y'all followers. And uh, I have a leader's mentality and I'm very unforgiving. I'm very unforgiving for most things, most things. Actually. Uh, Where we got on the PayPal? Nobody. All right. <laughs> uh, let me check the cash. Oh, it's really the super chat that I need to cap- catch up to. Oh, no. PayPal. Mr. JT, he says Detroit Lions got cheated like the Raiders. Oh, my goodness. Both of us, boy. Are you putting me in the class with the Lions? Mm-hmm. Shit, it's really bad then. Oh, man. Shout out to uh, Amar says thoughts on Airbnb in this economy. See that, see those things, man, you got to really pay attention to string. uh, um, You got to pay attention to trends right now. I wouldn't start buying up property now and getting into Airbnb. Now it was good maybe a few years ago. Now it's going to be good again in the future, but do you need the money now? Do you need to start? Do you have enough money to buy enough properties to keep you grounded in an economy where the property values are probably going to decrease where they're probably going to be on sale on discount in the future? Yeah. You know what I mean? I see videos on Instagram. Let me show you how to be successful at Airbnb in 2019. Mm. (laughs) Okay, they were good in 2019. They're going to be in trouble here for a little bit. They're going to be in trouble. That's just my opinion. June says, yesterday's evening show was extremely funny. Thank you. Thank you, June. All right, Jim status, hopeless romantics taking L after L's out here. Oh, yes, they are. The hopeless romantics, man. Oh, those are the worst people on the dating marketplace. God, dog. All right. uh, Last couple, John Ellison over on the super chat. He says, hey, coach, you said something yesterday that made me think about how nature does all the work when ex-exes have kids. He says they love over-dramatizing childbirth, but some ex-exes have kids without even knowing they're pregnant. Yep, so I've actually just talked about that in biology. We do, um, and Angry Man, shout out to Valdez. He's my, he's my mentor of mentors as a YouTuber. Uh, so meaning, meaning I follow kind of how he created his platform and I kind of emulated him along the way. And, uh, so I, I listened to him and his advice and he once said this because he's very insightful. Um, what he said was at one time having babies and our lack of knowledge and understanding about science and this is all the way up until the 1800s, we thought having babies was magical, right? There was a long time in our development as a society, as homo sapiens, if you will, that having babies was pure magic. And you can think about this. Not many people were equipped with information and science. They couldn't just reach, how are babies born? And just get that information in a book. Most people didn't have books or even the ability to read for a long time. There were many people who were illiterate, didn't have access to information, and so forth and so on. But having a baby's, having babies was magic. Nobody pretty much knew how it was done, so much so that you could put off into the world and say, this is an immaculate conception. People knew that you had to have a little bit of sex. They kind of put two and two together. But the process of procreation, how the baby grows inside of the womb and inside of the woman's belly, and how she can deliver it through all of that pain, okay, that she was cursed with by the Lord for doing the dastardly deeds of Eve. However, it was still magical. It was a magic thing. So, with that being said, all right, with that being said, what happens is we still take our mind to that it's a magical process when, in essence, it's a process of incubation. Now, I'm not taking anything away. I definitely don't want a baby crawling out of my Peter. Mm. I definitely don't want my Peter hole dilating to six centimeters to 10. I don't want any of that. <laughs> I actually don't have a have any interest in any of that. So that is a miraculous process in itself. And when you experience it, when you see somebody go through it naturally without drugs, and then you see because... Women went through it naturally up until the last 50 years, right? So it was mostly natural childbirth. So that's miraculous in and of itself, that the body can have another human being crawl out of it. That's amazing. However, the process of incubation pretty much takes care of itself, and there's no magic behind it. And if women are arguing with me, you must be a pro-lifer, because if you're pro-choice and arguing with me, you're actually a hypocrite. But that's neither here nor there. Because it's obviously a clump of cells, and y'all be vacuuming them dang th- things out like crazy. So uh, <laughs> all right., uh, anyway, with that being said, the magic has been now taken away, and we know its nature. We know it's science. We know how cells reduplicate itself, replicate itself. We know how the process of the birthing bir- uh, the 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 carrying and the incubation works. And there's really no miracle behind it. There's no really no magic behind it. It's miracle. But the miracle really is, the chance of you creating a baby. That is the true miracle. And many of you are here based on a miracle. If you guys have been sexually active, if you guys have been sexually active, you know you could be doing this very, uh, 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 you can do this a lot of times without even having a baby. And you can be completely reckless and you will probably never get any women pregnant. Let me just tell you. Um, <laughs> Let me just tell you. I should have... Tons of babies running around here. But because of the time of the month, because of birth control, because of condom usage and prophylactics, because of timing, because of how many seed that was spilled out that day, right? There's a lot of barriers that prevent pregnancies because sometimes you skied in the throat, sometimes you skied off on the napkin, sometimes on the mattress, sometimes on the sock. Mm. But the the process of actually... Uh, inseminating another human being, which would be a woman. I mean, the the odds of doing that is small. And the fact that you're here today, you beat the odds tremendously, probably by 4 trillion to 1 odds that you're here today. Mm. That's the true miracle. You got to get the woman to agree during the process of peak ovulation or you have to have your seed remain in her for a period of time where ovulation occurs for that cycle to happen. And incubation has to be completed. And not only that, the baby has to be delivered in good health along with the mother. That uh, Those odds are tremendous. And you need to thank your mom for saying, yes, you can have some peace leave tonight, honey. Mm. And you need to thank your dad for that strong seed. <laughs> because she could have had somebody else that week. Anyway, anyway, just uh, here we go. All right, hold on for a second. But listen, that's just nature. And with knowledge, we understand that the process of procreation includes the father. This is why father should have rights. And thanks, dad, that your dad had enough game or enough wherewithal and patience to deal with that woman to have her agree that night so he can skeet all up in her body. All right. So listen, that by itself, as you guys know, in this marketplace of dating and relationships and marriage. That process right there was a miracle upon uh, itself. That was the pro- that was the miracle. Yo, mama said yes. <laughs> that was her miracle. That was her job. All right. Anyway, shout out to that. Wait, hold up. Out of habit. Yo, dad could have said, "I won't try tonight." Your mom could have said, "This is what your mom could have said." Right here. Hold up.
4: I haven't showered in three days, and I smell like a bag of onions. Is any of this
5: turning you off?
0: Nothing. And on that day, you would never have been born. All right. Shout out to Kevin, the software tester. He says, get an essential skill to weather layoff season for IT. That could be machine learning um, and cloud learning, which was AWS and Google. AWS and Google. Let me do one more and I got to get going. Uh, Ameen uh, says, proud to be him a coach of file in the building, free agent foe life all right let's get a double dose of reality thank you amin and thank you brothers for the contributions to today's show i really appreciate it okay all right let's get into this layoff season we are here our brother that just talked about it kevin the software tester you're going to need essential skills you need to just you need to start building skills once the recession and the layoffs start hitting all of the dumbass people who say oh we're good we're fine they start realizing that there's a chain reaction of things going on so they want to segment and put things in. A little bit of categories. They want to compartmentalize things. Well, the housing market is all by itself. The student loan market is all by itself. The economy is all by itself and the corporation, the job industry is all by itself until we realize it's all a chain and it's linked together. So when one thing falters, everything else falters and people never see it. And they often have to be reminded. It's kind of like when you get sick, right? When you get sick uh, until you really acknowledge the fact and stop living, what you would call in denial Uh, When you're young and you get that scratchy throat, you'd be like, "Mm, my throat getting a little scratchy. Right. What is that? Then you start taking all kind of vitamin C. You start, oh, maybe I can beat the, maybe I can beat the virus. Maybe I can beat the cold. But you already been infected. You already got it. And you're going to get sick. But in denial, in your stages of denial, you start thinking, I can beat it off now. And now you start eating chicken noodle soup and peanut butter and jelly sandwiches and all kind of vitamin C, and you start trying to wrap it up now. Now you're trying to wrap it up, all right? Airborne. Mm. Uh but when you get that, your body's indicating, prepare for sickness. You got the virus <laughs> <laughs> All right, did I say beat it off? So um, but you're going to experience something. you might not get the full effect of the cold depending on how you treat it. But your body's going to be a little bit more lethargic. You're going to beat off maybe the cold and the sniffles, but you're going to beat it off, but your body beat it off pause. But your body is going to feel the effects of all of these excessive medications. You might overdose on vitamin C, which is very common. I don't know if you know that many emergency rooms have dealt with the overdosing of vitamin C because people thought they was going to beat the cold. But when you get older, you know that the scratchy throat, drinking this warm salt water taking all these Airborns, you know, in about three days, you about to be, you about to be toilet paper up the nostril. You know, that shit is about to come. You about to wake up the next day because when you go to uh, you're feeling good. Now, when you go to sleep for those eight hours, you're going to wake up and you're going to have congestion. One nostril is going to be plugged. And then over the time, you're going to catch a little fever. You might get a little bit of the chills. And then you realize that this shit is about to go downhill. <laughs> okay. You were like, oh my Lord, here we go. Damn, I got it. Well, you knew you had it when you had the scratchy throat. This is the same thing as economy, right? <laughs> this is the same thing as the economy. Now, what you should have been doing was beating the virus before you got it. But what we do is we see the virus, we see the scratchy throat. oh man, the dollar's looking weird. Oh, the market keeps crashing. There's the scratchy throat. And then you're like, oh, housing prices, ah. And then you start getting in denial. Well, housing prices are separate from the dollar and the 10-year mortgage yield and all of this. Oh, it's separate. Oh, we're fine. Oh, the corporations are still hiring. Everything's good. Well, that's the scratchy throat was there. Here we go. And then all of a sudden, congestion. Housing market starts to destabilize. Inflation starts to rise. Now you're getting the double congestion. Now you can't breathe. Now you're getting the chills. Now you're sweaty. Now the uh, layoffs are starting to happen. Now here we go. Now the lethargic nature starts kicking in. Now you're tired. Now you just want to go to sleep. Now you need the medicine. See, this is what I'm talking about. (laughs) So these things all affect one. And a lot of people are in denial. And I'm kind of like, I look at the whole thing and I say, this is going to affect this. And then people keep telling me I'm dumb. Mm. (laughs) And I'm like, nah, once you get the scratchy throat, you're going to be sick. And it's just that simple. I know one thing's going to affect the other. It's going to be a chain reaction. And this is where we are. So how do you prepare for this? Number one, I've been telling you to prepare for this for quite a long time. If you read the book, The Free Agent Lifestyle, the whole principle of the book was stop taking on dead weight. Do not take on dead weight. Relationships are dead. The best, look, if you could, if you got in a relationship three years ago, I can almost guarantee you it don't exist today. Almost guarantee. But if you're taking on dead weight at this time, it's not the time, man. We're going through a very, very tough transition, similar to the agrarian lifestyle that we lived in the late 1800s into the industrial revolution-based economy that we lived in in the mid-1900s. Uh, now we're going to a digital age in which you would probably say we're going into the metaverse, and we've leaving we're leaving the industrial revolution. I mean, people will say we kind of left a long time ago, but it's still remnants of it. But we're leaving that behind. That's all gone now. And we're giving everybody a clean slate. So you need to be preparing like yesterday. But you can get a skill. You can start improving yourself. You can start living in the understanding that we're not going back to the olden days anymore. Nobody's going to give you excuses. They have wiped the excuses clean. And if you're not preparing yourself, you're just going to be left behind. Now, who's going to survive? Let's give you this reality again, predicted again by Coach Adamas. Somebody's asking me stuff, obviously. All right. If you've been following me a long time, you know what my principles are. But listen, I'm trying to survive here on these YouTube streets. What are we doing here? The number of uh, here's some double dose of reality right here. The number of consumers living paycheck to paycheck has increased year over year across all incomes. I'm going to give you all some reality in a minute. 61% of two, uh, or 203 million Americans. I don't know if you know, man. There's only 360 plus Americans million. All right. the And 203 million of those 360 plus million are living paycheck to play And that was up from 55% a year ago. This is not a game to be played with lightly. Not everybody's going to take this. But it is time to hustle. It is time to grind. It is time to grift. It is time to go get yours. It is time to try. It is time to apply. You need to forget what these people are talking about, you doing and you being. Okay, People know that I am definitely a self-serving person. I'm out for self and self-preservation. I am also a very much unapologetic, um, shameless self-promoter. <laughs> listen, I'm unapologetic about it. You know why? Cause I'm out for self. I'm self preserving right now. Now my gift back to you is in this information. So never say I don't give anything to you. I don't just sit here and say, all right, start super chatting. I'll be waiting and just sit here for three, three hours. I actually talk three hours nonstop. And most of it is good information that you can apply to yourself. So it's time to go for yours. <laughs> so right now, and it's time to leave people behind. I'm telling y'all, man, you can't take everybody with you. Leave their ass where they stand. Play the ball where it lies. If they want to lie there, walk over their ass. I don't care. Uh, feelings need to get hurt. <laughs> feelings need to get hurt right now. Hurt some feelings this week. I'm telling you. Look, I can't bring all of y'all. We're gonna talk about that in a minute. Says right here. 33.5 million Americans spent more than they earned in the past six months. This should, come, this should come as no surprise. I mean, this is very evident. And unfortunately, that's the state of our economy right now. So if you think the economy is healthy, think about the amount of people in debt. Think about the 33.5 million people who spend more than they earn each and every month. This is a very miserable place to be in your life. I've been there. It's very tough. And there's some key findings here. Uh, Let's go to this article right here. And of course, if my computer pops off and gets a little bit too hot, I will pop back on. Just stay tuned. Unrelenting inflation is driving up costs. I mean, this is very evident, although I don't know what I'm talking about social, politically, and economically. Leaving more Americans living paycheck to paycheck. More Americans. This is August of 2022. And there's no break in sight. I said this as well for rising prices. Nearly two-thirds of all Americans are living paycheck to paycheck. Even top earners say that they are stretched thin, and this is going to be a reality for you. He says over one month, average savings dropped from $11,000 in the bank to $10,000 in June. And if you only have $10,000 in the bank, which most Americans have, and you lose your job, that $10,000 is getting wiped out in about a month, maybe a month and a half. You're going to be wiped out. That ain't going to last you very long. If you think 10K, I don't care what your expenses are. (laughs) If you live in a mega city, a metropolis, as I call it over here, if you live in a metropolis, 10K is gone. In a month, maybe a month and a half, it's gone. Definitely if you don't have another paycheck coming in. And if you go two months without a paycheck, you're going to be in debt right, right away. Right fast. And so this is the state of the world that we're in. Now, here's some reality here. Amid high inflation, 33% of employees earning $100,000, that would be per year or more, are living paycheck to paycheck. Okay, wait a minute. I skipped it. All right, here we go right here. So we got the magical $100,000 a year. Now, let me tell you this one more time. And remember, I speak in generalities. There's always going to be one person that says, I can live off 100K in Odessa, Texas. Texas. I'm rich in Odessa. And I understand. That's why you live in Odessa. Okay. That's why you live in Amarillo. That's why you live in Midland. All right. I I, I get it. You're rich in Midland. (laughs) You're rich in Tupelo on 100K. But let me tell you, there's not many people making 100K in Midland. So you're of the elite class. You have probably somebody works in an oil rig somewhere. You're oil barbarian and y'all making it. But there's not that many people around you making it like that. You're probably one of very few. But that being said, if we speak generally, many people who make 100K live in uh, municipalities or As we call it, metropolises around here, that a lot of people make 100K, meaning Los Angeles, meaning Miami, meaning New York, meaning Chicago, meaning Houston and Dallas. There's a lot of people that make 100K, and there's a lot of 100K people who are living paycheck to paycheck. Mm. And that's a reality because a lot of people can make 100K there but that means you're still keeping up with the joneses that means you still went and leased a mercedes c class that means you got a wife that means you got a wife and three kids to live off that 100k that means she's selling mary kay on the side or some tupperware or some sex toys or she's got an only vans on the side for y'all to patch up the rest of the income okay that's just the reality of that so with that being said it's no surprise and let me just round this number up 40% of people who make 100K are living paycheck to paycheck. So even if you get to the magical number, just consider where you live. 100K in some places are is fantastic. 100K where people, a lot of people make 100K, you're just in the middle of the road here. And the more people you pile onto that will force you into living um, this this uh oh Atlanta too let me let me include Atlanta although Atlanta is cheaper in comparison to those other places once you pile on family and two kids and all of this stuff immediate family and and getting them into whatever private schools it's going to add up fast and i once was told this and this was almost uh 15 years ago when i lived in southern california i once had knew this guy and he was um i thought he was wealthy at the time he said he made about 250 to 300,000 a year All right. In my days, when I was younger, I was like that. Damn, that's almost impossible. But but he once told me to live a good life in Southern California. You need to be making a quarter of a million dollars. Now, people that don't know what Southern California is, you might not understand that. But let's just say in any big metropolis. You probably in order to live a good life, meaning not paycheck, paycheck to paycheck. To be able to go to sporting events and take your whole family, to be able to do and go out to eat without worrying about the bill, many people have never done that. Okay, you're going to need a quarter of a million. People say 100k is okay in Vegas by yourself. Yes, yes. Mm. Living alone. Once you move into, you can you can spin that up pretty quickly in in Las Vegas. All right, you could go to any of the suburbs, which would be Henderson and Summerlin. And you're probably going to be now, if you live in somewhere in North Las Vegas, paradise, you live by yourself. Yes. You start combining two children and then a wife, a wife that wants silicone titty implants. Okay, Botox, you start. She wants to start wanting to go to the good hairdressers. You're going to run out of 100K quickly in Vegas. (laughs) All right. That's what I'm talking about. So it's all relative. Again, place. And then, who you got with you? You got a couple of pieces of dead weight with you. You're going to run out of that 100K when your wife want to go get her hair done every week. If you live with a black woman and the way they get their hair done on the, I don't know how much they spend on hair. They spend a lot of money on hair. You're going to run out of that 100K. Mm. And she's going to want to take trips and all that stuff. Yeah, 100K by yourself as a male, you should be good in just about everywhere. But if you intend on having a family or a wife or a girl, a, a girlfriend, a girlfriend, you got a girlfriend and you make a hundred K and you buy yourself, cheat. <laughs> you're gonna run out fast. All right, if you have the mentality of blue pill, because you're going on, a, you're going on three trips, you're gonna go on three vacations. That's gonna be four to five grand by itself. Taking two people on vacation, okay, that's fifteen hundred dollars of your hundred K. Now you're down to eighty five. Now you're down to the expenses. It'll run out really quickly. <laughs> All right. Anyway, um, let's see here. Deduct the taxes from that 100k plus living expenses plus taking care of this abroad. Anyway, you' going fast. Yeah, you' looking at Zoe, and of course you're gonna get taste for Zoe when you get 100k living by yourself. Where are we at here? All right. So uh, that's that. Let's get to the layoffs. Let's get to the ugly part right here. Tech layoffs. In 2022, the U.S. companies that have cut jobs. Now, this is a this this woman wrote this article here. We're not gonna read the details, but I'm gonna just go back down to here. We shared this with the Money Mindset Group. Check this out. Notable 2022 uh, U.S. tech jobs. Now, watch this. I'm gonna scroll down. Look look at all of these companies that in uh, the recent this is recent times August they're reporting August and September. Look at the amount of layoffs, and these are the quiet layoffs. They're going into July, July, and whatnot. So this is recent history that are affecting these times. So let's go up. Let's go up. And I'm going to show you that it's going to get a little bit interesting here. DocuSign, they laid off 10% of their workforce. 10% – oh, you guys can't see this. There it is. DocuSign laid off 10% of their workforce. Divi Homes, 12% of their workforce. Pesto, 100% of their workforce. Kitty Hawk, 100% of their workforce. Here's people that are unclear. We really don't know. By the way, Geico did move out of California, and the only way you can get Geico insurance in California is if you get it online. You got uh, but here a lot of unclear. Netflix, unclear, but they're reporting 480 layoffs. Patreon, 80 layoffs. Uh, Where did it go? What happened? Oh, it reset on me. Let's go back down. Here we go. Apartment list, 10% of their uh, snap, 20%. That's 1,200 employees gone, okay?
3: Your rent's due, motherfucker.
0: Uh, Let's see here. Who else got laid off? 7% at Argyle. These are mostly tech companies. Impact.com, 10% of their uh, workforce really laid off everybody right there. Silicon Valley's hurting right now. The tech industry, unless you're IT they're getting they're getting pounded right now. We just talked about Facebook getting rid of 12,000 employees. 12,000 employees. You got 870 released by Wayfair in August of 20 um August 19th, which was a month and a half ago. Stripe 50 employees gone. Uh where we got here. Unclear 100% laid off here. Let's see here. Let me see if I can get you some companies that you guys know about. And, guys, these are companies that are making an impact. True pill, true pill, 33% of their employees gone. Let's see here. Data robot uh, house, 100% gone. That's a close up company. Groupon, 500 employees, 50 per, 15% of their employee base gone. Uh, StubHub, unclear. Beyond Meat, 40 employees, bye-bye. Okay, Robin Hood, 1,000 employees gone. That's 30% of their workforce. You don't think we're in dire times, and you don't think that's going to affect the housing prices and the rent, and the rents are going up. These people had rents and leases. Now they're going on unemployment, okay? Hopefully, Oracle deleting people. Uh, Let's see here. Vox, 2%. Shopify, 1,000 employees, 10% gone. That's in Ottawa, Ontario, Ottawa, Canada, not Ontario. Is Ottawa in Ontario or Manitoba? I think it's in in Manitoba. Never been to Manitoba, I believe. Where are we at? 35% employees gone. 35%. 35%. Do you guys get the picture? Do you guys get the picture of what we're talking about here? This is not the time. Oh, Ottawa is in Ontario. Shout out to you. Shout out to Ottawa. Ottawa, Ontario, Canada. Or anyway. So this is going to have a chain reaction going forward. So I don't want to keep giving you a bleak picture. I'm giving you hope. I'm giving you optimism, meaning you can protect yourself in this one, but you got to start thinking third dimensionally. You can't just think with the same old strategies that you use. Well, I'll just go get a job and I'll turn in my uh, quiet quitting and I'll do the bare minimum and I won't work on my second craft or my hustle because people are going to think I'm weird and I want to celebrate and go out and shake my ass. And I want to go run game on hoes. Do you guys see why I've been very much against those philosophies? Because in this day and time, it's not going to be beneficial. Even if you hit and you run game on some hoes. What is the what is the win other than her spreading her legs? I mean, that's what that's what men want from them. So if that's a win for you and you feel good after that, well, I hope you got money in the bank and I hope you got a job tomorrow. (laughs) because you don't probably got no job tomorrow but you was running game and you were celebrating shaking your ass at the club and let me just be frank about this let me be frank about this a lot of people that be in the clubs they broke a lot of holes that you lay in between their legs they broke A lot of dudes running game, they broke. So where are you going to apply your energy in this time? Last point before we do some super chats. There's going to be times where you're going to have a stability. You're going to have prosperity economically. But that is when things are healed. That's when things level out. And when that time comes, it's time to get jiggy. Yeah, it's time to get jiggy then. But from 2018, when I start doing this, it ain't time to get jiggy, all right? The divorce rate's skyrocketing and the divorce rate will increase significantly during this time, okay? You think the divorce rate went up in the pandemic? Wait till this recession and these chain reaction events happen. You're gonna experience this rise in divorce. You already seen it yesterday. People was divorcing people like crazy. Celebrities and entertainers and athletes. And that they are a microcosm of the society. What you see from them eventually will be a chain reaction. What you will see from the normies. They will still start. They will take their instruction from these people. That's what ham and eggers do. Oh, Giselle divorcing Tom Brady. Well, let me look at my husband. Oh, you a loser. I deserve a Tom Brady. Maybe I'll go after Tom Brady. She divorcing her husband. And she had no business being out there trying to chase Tom Brady, but she's out there chasing Tom Brady. Mm. So this is going to happen. Are you prepared for this? So that's, what, that's the whole part of what we talk about here in the blue chip mindset. And if you're preparing yesterday, you need to double time. You need to accelerate your efforts going forward. Yes, women can be bought. Women can be bought. And they're going to be selling themselves at low premiums significantly more than I predicted they would three years ago. They're doing it now. You can get them for $4.99. On any app. If you were very desperate that day, you can get it. You can get you a mastodon to come over for less than that <laughs> to come over and tickle your fancy if you want. Or as we say, tickle your balls. The market is flooded with desperate people, and you can get them to do things for bottles of water, which my bottles of water ain't here this morning. Where's my water bottle? Anyway, it's gonna be interesting. Show I ain't got no water. But with that being said. Women can be bought that even high, high status women, which we used to call high class ass. They're willing to be bought and traded and sold and bartered. OK. Now, when I say buy, I'm not talking about illegally. This is a legal transaction in which people will fake relationships and girlfriend experiences. Which they do anyway. This is what they're doing anyway, but they just sit in there long term. That's called marriage. OK, you buy them for a long term fake relationship which is called marriage and then you get penalized once the marriage ends but you can do this short term as well in a legal situation it's going to be a lot of people who want to do this in this economy they're going to get laid off and they're going to be looking for something to go down and if you're a guy that doesn't pride yourself on female validation you will be fine in this economy if you prepare yourself for what's happening if you depend on female validation. Is going to distract you from getting out of this situation. And then last point, if you don't make it out of this recession, which a lot of people tend to not, they float in the middle class, recession hit, inflation hits, and then they drop into a non-recoverable position where they never recover. They just actually are swimming upstream for the rest of their lives. I'm sorry, but this is what happens when things adjust. At that point, you're probably never going to recover. Unless you have luck or chance. Because typically your mindset isn't there. You don't have the wherewithal. Neither do you have the assets to be able to recover. Typically you're going to be strapped down by a mate, by children. You're going to be strapped down by a mortgage. You're going to be strapped down by the same mindset that got you in the trouble that you got in yesterday. And I'm just saying, I'm just saying this. The people that survive will not care. (laughs) the people that survived this is they're not going to care. So don't depend on people who did survive to help you get to the point where you're treading water. Don't expect Rose to be sitting on that door and the water floating while you're in there treading water to help you back onto that door to help you get to the life raft. It probably is not going to happen. <laughs> I <I'm> just, uh, <laughs> it's just what it is. Uh, people think this is hardcore stuff. I don't know, man. I don't know. People think this is hardcore stuff, but I'm just trying to think, man. Um, I, I, I've been around people who have been very much prosperous, they've prospered in life, and it is very rare that they help people below them. They do have people, we'll talk about this later. They do have people that they will invest in but everything's going to be seen as an investment they want a return for whatever they give and if there's not going to be a return they're not going to invest in you that's just what it is all right let's get to a couple more super chats before we do that let's hit that air conditioning in here
1: um and here's a secret that many guys don't know especially in today's day and age is that women love nice guys <laughs> we may not understand how much we love and appreciate them until we're a little older um, and we've gotten that sort of asshole phase out of our systems. Uh, I'd say by our late 20s, early early 30s is uh, the point in our lives when we're just exhausted by the jerks and we have no time in our lives anymore for them. So we really start looking for men who uh, we know will be great long-term partners, aka nice guys, right? And that's you.
0: Indeed, man. Shout out to uh, Mr. Way Up. My man said, "I'm way up." <laughs>
3: I'm rich,
0: He says, "Out." He says, "Overemployment is the free agent lifestyle." He says, "Never drop." Or, sorry, never depend on one employer to satisfy your financial needs. They are not loyal, and thus. Deserves no loyalty. All right. There's company time. When I'm on company time, I'm good, but I'm not drinking the Kool-Aid. This industry does not depend on drinking the Kool-Aid anymore. I'm not required to do that. So on my off hours, I can work on something that I want to work on. But many people will be scared into doing that. I'm going to lose my job, right? If I do something here. But um listen, I've left that mindset long time ago. So I don't understand it anymore. Like I just I understand it, but I don't right? Like I can never go back to that and actually make that work. I know I'm worth more. I used to believe this when I was very young. Remember, I have an ego problem and a God complex and also have a, I'm like a little Coachelini in here. (laughs) But I always used to think people were underpaying me. And I always wanted to do something about it. I was like, y'all not paying me enough. Now, some people complain and they would go out and, 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 and try to make the employer pay them what I would do was say, "Oh, I'm going to go get my worth." And when I started my first little business, it was my first little business, and I learned a lot from it. I started doing basketball training sessions when I was young, and I started a um, AAU club team, which I've had four—I had three or four levels in this club. And um, I remember, I'm—I'm I'm 19, I'm 18 or 19 years old. I'm in the suburbs. I'm in outside. I'm in the Conejo Valley. If anybody knows where that is, it's. It splits between Los Angeles and Ventura County, and there's wealthy people there. They were wealthy for the 1990s back then, and we were coming out of a recession by this time economically. And I remember I started charging them a certain amount of dollars, right? I started going to these parents, and I used to say, for me to train your kid and for the men to be a part of my AAU program, you owe me this much money. And I would spend all day calculating these numbers and how much I needed for jerseys and tournaments and transportation and how much salary I should get. And I went to a parents meeting, first parent. I'm nervous as hell. I'm sweating. I'm like, what the hell? I was like, these people are not going to cut this check. They're going to be arguing. I told them the number. And I think 60% of the people had the check like this. They put the check right in my hand. I was like, holy shit. <laughs> hey, Gabe, I'm 19-year-old black kid in this area. There's not a lot of black people there, All right. Let me just tell you this. There's not a lot of black people there, and especially not a lot of young black males. And I had to change how I presented myself, all right? Back in the day, I was like listening to Tupac, but when I went to that parents' meeting, I came in a polo shirt and some khaki basketball shorts, all right? And I said, They gave me the money. They gave me the check. And that's when I realized I had more power because I'm sitting there like, I just made more money for this quarter because I would charge them this every, I would charge them this four times a year. Four times a year. It would be the spring season, the summer season. Spring and summer was together. Fall, winter was together. And then um, fall, winter was together. And then going in spring, spring was a season by itself. I actually messed that up. But there was four times I would charge them. So spring, then summer. Then fall and winter was together. So it was like three or four times. I would get this check. They hand over the check like this. And I remember I needed this. I needed a business account to put the check in. (laughs) That's how I learned how to uh, start a business. I was like, "Um, I barely probably had a personal bank account. I probably barely had a personal bank account. I was like, shit, how do I get a business bank account? And there was no internet that was going to tell you back then how to do this. I mean, the internet was just starting. So not many places you can go. How do I start a business bank account? I had to start by myself, learn, all right? Barely going through this, asking this person, how do I do this? I had to put an ad in the newspaper in order to get a doing business as name and took me through the steps, cashing checks for these people. And they was glad to have hand over the check. Glad to hand over the check. And at that point, I was like, I'll never take a salary from somebody unless I just love the job. I was like, I'll never do it. Now, eventually I did get in the salary because I wanted to coach college basketball. And eventually I got onto a salary work then, but then I got back out of there knowing that I can make way more than these salaries are paying me. I was like, man, I can make way more money by myself. Now I've always had that idea uh, of doing it, but it took application and understanding of how it works. <laughs> how it works. Yeah. I tried to catch Cause I had a little business name and I told them, you know, make it out to this business, but I, I didn't have a business bank account. <laughs> so when I went to my personal bank account, I was like, can you cash this check? They was like, what is this? What is this business name right here? You got it made out to. Do you have a business bank account for that name, that check right there? I was like, no, They was like, you can't cash that check. Man. <laughs>
2: mm-hmm. I was like, shit.
0: So learning on the job, I was like, okay, well I need a business bank account. How do I go about that with that name? With that name right there. So from that day, I was like, I will never take being underpaid ever again. So what he's saying now is you might have to take a job to where you get underpaid. But if you believe your value is worth more than that, you need to now apply it to your second job or your third job. That's 100% (laughs) truth. He says, young milkhead. Oh, my goodness. All right. Shout out to modern man. He says, he says, man. I can't, he says, mom, he says, you got all that child support because I was live. So call it even buzzer. What? I'm not sure what that means. <laughs> oh, man. Oh, you I think you meant mom. Mom, you got all that child support because I was alive. So let's call it even. I think that's what the uh, chat should say for modern man. But yeah, mom, many moms collect child support. And this is the error in their budgeting is they will try to use that child support In their budget. This is why they get mad when men don't pay child support. Unfortunately, that's now how it should work. You shouldn't be using that as to meet your budget guidelines. That should be your children's money. And many people will say, well, rent and utilities are a part of child support, which is an error. That's another flaw and error. That's another ham and egg thing that people do. So she will work less and she will take the child support and meet her budget with that money instead of using it straight to, to the child or to save it for future child expenses or emergency expenses or whatnot. And she'll start eating into the money and eating into her child savings. I know many mothers that do this, or at least put the utilities in their children's name. It's reprehensible what we do to people. And you wonder why you guys are set back. has nothing to do with your race. Your mama set you back if you were a single mother. If you were raised by a single mother, 96% chance you were set back in life. All right, period, period. She cut so many corners, you don't even know. She cut corners left and right. And she said, oh, I'm just sacrificing, and you don't need these things, and I can't afford that. You were set back. (laughs) All right? And indeed, if she used child support to to, um, reconcile her monthly budget, set back. You didn't get what you needed in life. Most definitely not. Now, there's a small percentage of them specifically that do make these sacrifices for their kids and give their kid the full life experience. But compared to what you've experienced in life and what what most people experience in life in a two stable parent household, you missed out. Mm. You missed out completely. If she had you getting babysat by the YMCA during work hours and after school program, you got set back. You was in there with future thugs, criminals, drug heads, and crack fiends. That's all you was in there for, future teenage pregnancies. At the YMCA after school daycare. And summer camp. <laughs> Them the future thugs of America. Up in there. In the future mentally unstable people. The future. The people that were really off day rocker. The C students. You went to the after school boys, boys and girls club. And wasted time from 2.30 to 6 p.m. Odds are. You were a loser in life.
6: And it ain't your fault.
0: It ain't your fault. Your mother made that sacrifice so she can drive a Nissan Altima and have a job. Wait,
3: Being black Wait. and what I'm trying to be 100%. is what
0: I am. There's Carlton.
3: I'm running the same race and jumping the same hurdles you are. So why are you tripping me up? You said we need to stick together, but you don't even know what that means. If you ask me, you're the real
0: son. Shout out. to I didn't mean that one, but we'll just go ahead and. uh. Shout out to Kim. He says, coach, it's probably way more than 40 percent of 100K earners. He says if they lost their job, they'd be on the street and can't pay their mortgage. 100K is not much in the United States. And I know a lot of people are going to say, well, I can do it. And I, you know, again, if you're single alone or you live in a place where you're the highest earner in your area or one of the yes, you're going to be fine. But in most places in the United States where 100K is very much easy, Washington, D.C., boston you ain't you ain't you ain't stacking money if if you're only if you're alone and even then you're gonna have to cut corners so um you're probably i mean just in rent alone in most of those areas or mortgage alone you're paying three thirty five hundred four thousand easily i think to get a hundred k you got to be bringing in is that six thousand dollars a month I mean, this is pre-tax money. That's six K pre-tax, six thousand dollars a month. That will tip you over to uh one hundred and twenty. Then you want to take home 5K, 5K a hundred uh, at five K. That's five K. That's am sorry, at a hundred K, that's five K a month. So you're taking in five K a month. Shit, if you live in Washington D.C., look up rent in Washington D.C. Look up a house note in Washington D.C. I was to say take home pay. Take home pay. What's rent in Washington, D.C.? <laughs> Come on, man. That shit gone. Your check is cut in half mm. just on rent. <laughs> rent is going to be $3,500. Okay. Cut that out of your 6K. Cut that out of your 6K. Now you at $3,000 left. But it's eight thousand a month tax, right? So it's eighty three hundred dollars a month pre tax. Now tax it and take out your four hundred one k, take out your savings, take out your whatever else. Now you're stuck with five thousand dollars. Take out your rent. Now you got two thousand twenty five. Now all of a sudden you better be shuffling. You're gonna be shuffling real fast. Now you gotta go to the now you gotta go to the Washington Bullets game. Now you gotta take a date to the Washington Bullets game. You got a car note. You got parking. You know, most of these places where you live in these metropolises, you got to pay to park your car, especially on the eastern seaboard. You got to pay to park your car. You can't just be like, let me park my car in my garage. No. <laughs> you're going to have to pay for monthly parking, gym membership. You're going to Equinox now because you're making six figures. You ain't going to 24-hour fitness. You're not going to that damn purple and yellow uh gym. You're going to Equinox, 300 Just ting, 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 ting. Now, all of a sudden, that 100K looking real funny. I'm telling you, it it, it it happens fast. Now, you got a wife, you got kids, and you making, you got two kids and a wife, you're making 100K in DC, in Boston, in Chicago, in Houston. Well, not Houston, but you know, most of these, she gone. So, anyway. <laughs> oh, man. So anyway, Planet Fitness, yeah. Yeah, you're going to Equinox. You'll be like, I'm too good for that. I made six figures. <sighs> too good for Planet Fitness. you going to the upscale joint, and you're paying in that rent. you got a gym in your apartment complex. you got a gym in your housing de- uh, development. You ain't got no pool in your backyard. <laughs> it adds up fast. So what happens is you got to eliminate those things, right? you be like, okay, I won't park my car or I'll make sure I live out way in the suburbs where I got me a garage, all right? And I'll commute in, all right? Listen. So I like so a lot of people are like, "What is he say 100k is good?" Okay, obviously gave you the 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 article. 100k is not good in America. 40%. 40% live in paycheck to paycheck. And many of these doctors, lawyers, if you got a wife on 100K in the metropolis, you're not good. <laughs> I lived in a community in Newport Beach. 100K ain't getting you nowhere. <laughs> you're going to be just paying rent in a luxury apartment. That's where you at. Now, then you say, well, I don't have to live in uh, Orange County. Okay, go live in Los Angeles in the go live in Torrance with hundred K. You're going to be getting your windows busted. Go live in Hawthorne. Go live in Hawthorne Then go live in Hawthorne. Go live in Inglewood with your hundred K. Take your ass down there. You're going to be living in the old rotten apartment. You're not going to be able to get nothing very nice in Inglewood. So you're going to get your windows busted. That's what you're going to get. Because obviously since you make six figures, you're saving money going to live in Inglewood and Hawthorne. You're going to stick out like a sore thumb. You're a target now. And every week, you can't even go to sleep. Amelams running up and down the damn boulevard. People busting in your windows. Neighbors watching you come and go. Ninja standing out in the big group looking at you like this here. You want to go pick up some chicken? You go to Roscoe's Chicken and Waffle Ninjas looking at you? You driving that C-Class around here, huh? See, you got a C-Class, I see. I see you doing well. Coogee sweater now. You living better now, (laughs) right? Oh, man, I'm saving money. and also putting yourself through stress. You can't even sleep at night. You waiting up. What's outside? (laughs) They crawling through your windows. You trying to leave the window open. You trying to leave the the window open. They crawling in your window. Why? Because you missed the 100K in Hawthorne. Mm. So what y'all ass do? Let me take my ass out to uh, Newport Beach where it's safe and secure. Here's a nice luxury apartment for your ass. Here you go right here. $4,000 a month. <laughs> all right, here we go. Where are we at here? The key to it is you make that 100K, you better be. there. There's, there's no family. Forget about kids. All right, forget about kids. Forget about all that. You better be by yourself. By yourself. If you start accumulating all of these things, buying new cars car leases forget about it anyway anyway where are we at here (laughs) yeah where is the contributions on the cash app Shout out to where we at here. Gabriel says, appreciate these Wednesdays. Thank you, man. And do me a favor, hit the like button. We got over likes over there on the Notorious CGA channel. Your boy, Scoot, Coach be on it. Keep it up. All right. Appreciate that, man. And our man, Carl S says, people be bragging, yet the math ain't maffing. That's what I'm talking about. I just showed you here. I put the evidence up. Obviously, it's a generalization. Some people can do well off 100K because they're disciplined. Most people aren't disciplined. So then the exceptions to the rule pop up. I got this and I only, okay. I just put the number up on the screen. I flashed it. Nearly 40% are struggling and they make over 100K. So I, I get it. I get it. You're doing okay. And the statistics say 60% of people are doing okay. But with that being said, we're almost going to, as inflation rises, as the rents rises, as the housing market starts to get, you're going to see the number. Go up and up and up. And it's going to be almost close to 50% of people making 100K can't make it. You see what I mean? I'm not saying you can't do it. Some people are doing it. Many people aren't. And they're surprised because they got to the 100K and they are struggling. And they're going, wait a minute. Why? Many people are like maybe a doctor, a dentist, uh, a lawyer, or something like that, and they get the 100K job. But they got the student loan to go with it. Have you ever played a student loan payment? Have you ever, have you ever paid a student loan payment? I remember my student loan payment was close to $900 a month. All right. I was like, I better pay that shit down. All right. $900 a month bill coming in every month. I was like, hell no. (laughs) Now, if you're a guy that makes a hundred K and you go out in the math Deduct $900 from that account or uh, just go ahead and uh, deduct, a, a $1, deduct a clean 1000 Deduct a clean 1000 If you deduct that and then when you're doing that, it don't even budge the principal or interest. <laughs> you sit there like shit. That's what happens to you, a lot of people. So a lot of people are doctors and lawyers and they're paying off law school. They might even be paying off their wife's student loan debt, which a lot of blue pillars do. And they say, well, I make 100 OK, go ahead and subtract $1,500 out of the account off a of student loan debt alone. You're paying off her law school and your dental school. You're deducting $1,500, maybe $2,000 a month just on that. Now you make 100 k You can see real fast where your money's going out the window. That's going to be the, that's going to be where the L's are. So again, you might not have the student loan debt. You might not have the new car or the lease. You might not have it and you're doing well. Most people aren't in that position. Okay. All right. We see how it can easily, your bank account can get drained, but don't pay these things off. And then at the same time, your wife, your wife, um, your wife wants new titties. She wants a new BBL. (laughs) Oh, she, oh, my, uh, by the way, um, have you checked out what Botox, Botox counts as per month? Okay. She wants her new Botox injections and you tell her you can't get Botox. She wants to go to the gym that all the other moms go to. Although well, the soccer moms go to the gym, they go to this yoga and Pilates studio. Now you down $500 for her to go to the gym. And then she's got to get her face shot up and paralyzed with Botox. She's got to compete. She got to go get her hair did. Dude, that's two thousand. That's minimum two thousand dollars a month. And that's just for her to present herself in public. That's just for her to go outside and look good and wear the new Lulu Lululemon pants. She got 50 pair of Lululemon pants at two hundred dollars a pop. One hundred and fifty. <laughs> you gone, bro. Okay, she two thousand a month. Your student loan debt two thousand dollars a month. You can see where you can get real fast a hundred k. I know I'm exaggerating the numbers. You know what I mean. I'm exaggerating the numbers, but it is what it is. Lulon, Lulon, Lulon Limon, Lulu <laughs> Limon, Lulu Limon, Lulu Lemon, Lulu Lulu Limon, and the suburban wives want them Lulu Limon pants. And she be stopping at Starbucks. I got my Frappuccino and my pumpkin spice latte. Sisters be in there. They don't go to Starbucks. (laughs) The bougie sisters be going to Starbucks. And oh, by the way, if you want a sister sister, like a good sister sister, we're going to get to that in a minute. A bougie sister costs way more than a suburban sister. Way more. If you want a sister sister... That got her hair all pressed and she got her keratin in her hair. And you say, I got to have me a black woman. And you go get a bougie black woman. She and she got her box braids all lined up. She got them all lined up. Her hair ain't never out of shape. Yo, that girl costs way too much money $250 at the nail salon, easily. Two fifty on the nails on the fingers and a hundred on the toes, and then she got the hair. And then she thinks she's just like Kaylee, so she want to be at Lululemon with Ugg boots on. She want to be out there eating Nutella peanut butter sandwiches. She want to be out there at Starbucks just drinking it down with Kaylee with her whipped cream and her when her ice cold Frappuccino. She got to get her skin all nice and uh, vaseline up. A bougie sister, she going to be all up in Urban Outfitter and American Eagle going nuts. (laughs) Yo, that girl right there, that girl right there is going to kill your budget. A bougie sister, a bougie sister. And she, oh, by the way, let me see if I can pull this up. We're going to show you the definition of one. I hope my computer don't crash. Hold on for a second. Let me close some tabs. Let me close some tabs. We freestyling right now. Oh, you know what? You know what? I can't pull it up on that tab. I'm going to have to pull it up over here. My computer ain't going to be happy I'm going to do this here. Normally when I pull up, here it is right here. So uh, I'm going to pull up a bu- an example of a bougie system. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? And she's going to explain why she's a budget buster. Here we go right here. Oh, wait, this is the wrong one. Oh, no, no, no. I'm going to play this one first. I'm going to play with this. This is an example of a bougie system. Let's go ahead and play her. Volume up. Volume up.
5: Asking you shall receive. I woke up super hungry, wanted to go to brunch. No one was able to go with me, so I went by myself. Before I left, I looked in the mirror and affirmed to myself that I will not be paying for shit. I went to this really nice restaurant called Il Molino. I mainly picked it because it's in one of Drake's songs. When I got there, I was like, oops, never mind, because it was a very family-friendly restaurant. All of the tables were filled with families and kids, and the bar was empty. The bar is the best place to meet and mingle with other people, especially men. If
0: Now, you see, she got her nails did. I don't like the way she did them, but she out here drinking wine. Do you know how much it costs for this bottle? This bo- did not bottle. She didn't order a bottle. Do you know how much it costs for this glass of wine? I guarantee you this is probably between 19 and $30 for this glass of wine. 19 or 30 All right, depending on what she ordered, she ordered the house. You're looking at at 18, depending on what municipality you're living in. $30. If this is a high end joint, this ain't, this ain't, um, this this ain't Nacho Daddy's. This ain't uh Texas Roll House wine. This $30 for sale. And, uh, she's ordered this. Now she's going to tell you how she thinks she plans on paying for this. All right, let's continue.
5: If You're looking for someone to pay for your bill and to potentially go on a date. So I order a glass of wine. I'm thinking, okay, I'm gonna just
0: yeah. See, she too bougie, and she don't realize she's a four. But anyway,
5: have a nice brunch by myself. As you can see from this clip, that's my target right there, facing the other way.
0: So she called the man a target. We're gonna get to this in a minute.
5: I hadn't even noticed him until his waiter came and started talking.
0: Now she didn't look at what she's ordered. I mean, she down at least seventy bucks by herself. All right, she's probably down probably 85 bucks by herself, judging on what she just bought
5: him For like 10 minutes, I'm like, what the fuck is this? Once I see that, I'm like, oh, snap, he's alone. Wow, there's actually someone that's alone here. Yeah, The waiter is basically his friend. So when his friend leaves, he starts talking to me and the drinks get pouring. His waiter friend basically makes these types of liqueurs and they gave me a tasting. He wanted me to pick my favorite.
0: They gave her a tasting. It wasn't free. So she's down 125 now. And so she's targeting men in the restaurant to pay for her meal. We'll get to that in a second. Which was the
5: coconut one. Anyway, he's a regular there. They call him the doctor. Everyone loves him. And he was fun to talk
0: to. White guy, of course. White man. White man, which doesn't bother me. But as you can see, this is where their territory is. And once they experience this, they do not go back, as Chris Rock said. So this is the lifestyle she wants to live, and it's going to be on your dime. Continuing, and you know she had to give up that booty,
2: booty, booty.
0: All right, to that to that guy, doctor. Uh, here it is, right here. We'll play this clip part two, which could be part one, but I'm not sure. Booty, booty. Here she is, right here. Hopefully, we can see this. Point of view: You spot your target. Who's going to pay your bill, but a waiter is having a long-ass conversation with him? Here's an example. Bougie black woman. Let's continue.
5: Pub, you spot your target who's going to pay your bill, but a waiter is having a long-ass conversation with him.
0: Oh, shit. I got to turn that down. YouTube will get a copyright. So um, what she's doing is she's going to this restaurant. Holy mackerel. Uh, here it is. She's gone to this restaurant to eat. Wait, that's the wrong one. How did it skip up? Right there. And she's going to spot the target to pay for her bill. <laughs> this is great. And this woman right here, man. I mean, her she's a butterface all the way, and she's getting pissed that the the guy. So, bed Winch at best. Yeah, she definitely went to Spellman or Howard. Yep, she definitely went to Spellman or Howard. All right, that's a spe- that's an AKA. That's definitely an AKA. So, anybody knows about that AKA life? She definitely an AKA. You know what I mean? You mess with an AKA, you better have money.
3: I got money.
0: <laughs> oh my goodness! And she's unpleasant. She's an unpleasant human being. You know what I mean? Like she offers no value. That would be a poor investment at best. We got our homeboy. We got money coming in the building. Co-sponsor. Shout out from Dave from Wendy's. He said, shout out to the coach gang and the blue chip mindset. Stay focused at all times, gent, and try to avoid. Try your best to avoid being taken out by the reading rainbow
2: coalition. Butterflies in the sky. (laughs)
0: I got to have the sound bite the reading rainbow song. And that's another reason I couldn't change my setup. I had to move all my sounds. I was like, oh, God. I had to move all my sounds over. That would have been a disaster. Deadly Ellie, pay, he says, press F to pay respects to the trillions of our brothers and sisters, sperm, skeeted down socks and throats. Oh, man. Don't press F for that, but I hear you, brother. Oh, man. A lot of wasted opportunities there. We got uh, about five or six more over on PayPal, so be patient. Jay Cool here, he says says that now is not the time for a relationship. As I said to my male friend yesterday, I can either get a chick for a relationship or save money, but not both. He immediately said to continue saving my money. I can save with my IRA contribution. And he says up to $1,000 a month. And with compound interest over time, all of these things, are to your advantage, and you want to make a hundred K plus and be able to sock away money. But, um, with inflation, things rise fast, man, and you will be kind of like treading water after a while. Unfortunately, it's hard to get from 100 K to 200 K where you're going to get a little bit of relief. Uh, Thomas P says, What's up, coach? Have my new pretty face. He says, Have my new pretty face in the fate. Had my new pretty in the face, thick away the waist, slow Tuesday. Okay, I got it. Your pretty in the face, thick away the waist, slow Tuesday. Come through last night. Gave her a mid-level performance at best. Did some aftercare, and I woke up to the text that she will cook uh, the next time we get together. Give her the buzzer. Yeah, he says, also, every time you play the sad music, it's an automatic laugh when I hear it. Shout out to you. You were like, I don't need you to cook. Just come deliver the goods. Pretty cute in the face, thick in the waist. Shout out to those girls. They hear that all the time. Oh, you're you such, you have such a pretty face. You know what that means? Shout out to SAU says, I was raised by a feminist career single mother. Along the years, I knew something was wrong. Always trying to undermine my skill and goals. I was always a rebellious kid and that saved me. Now I purged that woman out of my life. Wow. That's a sad time for many boomer women will be off on their own. They will be off on their own because they made a tremendous risk and they put their kids to the side. All right. We're going to talk about that in a minute. He says the strategy is to live below your means. I drive a 2006 Dodge truck and I have the money to buy a new one, but I'm investing it. You don't have to care about what people think about you. Yeah. When you're younger, if you can avoid that, you'll be good. Yes, indeed. We got two more and I'm going to get back to maybe a super chat and the show. Shout out to Pro Mansplainer. He says, and wait until she starts having dental problems and female plumbing problems and special orthopedic shoes for her busted feet, and they got to be fashionable. He says, out goes the shoe collection she spent money on. Women are expensive, and I don't think any woman that's listening to me will consider that as hate speech. That's undeniable. They are very expensive, and their all-out effort is to get you to pay for it and not use their own money. But they're expensive even just doing the basics. Now, when they want to do more, they don't realize that you're using hard-earned money that you use to, you got your blood, sweat, and tears, and you're going to transact that. How come you can't, let's go on vacation. Let's go on a trip. You ever hear a woman say that? Let's go on a trip. Well, that's like three, four, or $5,000. And that's with, that's with uh, coach class tickets and a decent five-star hotel or four-star, depending on where you're going. I mean, if you live in Southern California, everywhere you go is far. So you're not going anywhere close. You go to the Caribbean, big ticket. If you live on the East Coast and not so much, you could just take a puddle jumper over there. But um, going to Hawaii seems to be cheap at sometimes. The month. But California, you're kind of off by yourself. So you got to go far east or west. All right, and that that's what you experience. So it's going to be three thousand dollars just on decent tickets to the airline if you're going anywhere across the Atlantic Ocean. Even just getting to Miami, it's going to take you cost you a lot of money. So,
2: but like, let's take a trip. Let's take a trip, huh? We should go on a trip. <laughs>
0: like what the hell? Very very expensive people. Uh, let's see here. So, coach, I saw you on Mister Palmer, Palmer blah, blah, blah. I saw you on Mister Palmer. This is Dave. He says we break the curse and the laws in our mind. He says the professor is in the building. Shout out to you. And shout-out to Mr. Palmer over there. All right, last one. Daniel McGee, I make $130,000 a year, got all my bills paid, a 2019 vet payment already set to the side for 2023. He says, now I have a 52-week worth of free checks. Obviously, you paid off your house. And he says, all next year. He says, give me that money machine, man. One thing, uh, one secret to life is to be able to pay off either a house, even though I'm not a guy that fancies house ownership all the time for everybody, but paying off a house or paying rent free, living rent free somewhere is one of the greatest things you can do for yourself what, because you just beat the game. You're going to beat the game of life. You're going to basically be saving somewhere between 40 and 60 percent of your monthly income. Of course, you're going to have to pay property taxes and HOA, if you will. Okay, but a paid-off house, hopefully it stays in a nice neighborhood, all right, which is probably not going to happen. All right, you always say I missed something. Somebody always saying I missed something. Hold on for a second. Just cheat. hold up. I didn't. I said you. Jay. Cool, I got you. I got you. I said this is not the time. This is not the time to have a relationship. I got yours. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I got you. <laughs> but yeah, man, paid off house, paid off house is a big one. That's a big one. All right. The reg says the gents channel, when it says your name, it gives you credit in 80% of the videos. He even puts the link to your book in the video. He's a fan and a supporter. That's a member of the coach gang. Shout out to the Gents channel. Because a couple of people coming over there and said he, I haven't listened. i am only seen one video. But a couple of people said that he's using my stuff. But somebody just said that he credits me and he has my link in the. Okay, shout out to the Gents. All right, appreciate that. Appreciate the members of the coach gang. I'm not throwing any hate or shade. That's what's up. Lulu Limon in the building. Okay, let's get to the next point. This is a three-hour show. This is a family show, by the way. But I might say a curse word coming up here and I'm being nice today in the money mindset, right? Am I being nice today? I'm normally a little bit more, um, a little bit more honorary, trying to deliver this message, but we're playing nice today. Let's go to straggle and sniggle theater though. This is going to be interesting. Brothers take (laughs) notes. Here we are at straggle and sniggle theater. This brother's to the Melanated Brothers, this is going to be a hard pill to swallow. We just talked about the bougie sisters and the AKAs. But um, let's go over to, let's see if I can find, where did I put that? Where did I put that video? Oh, here it is right here. I did find it. So let's see if I can pull that up. Um, This video has been going around the internet. And um, this is a woman, this is a man and woman. It seems to be a nice couple going on right here. And the couple, they're in Idaho. And as you can see, she's a dark skinned black woman. Um, She doesn't have a bonnet on. She's presenting herself well. The man seems to be a husky, very husky guy, very mountainous type guy in Idaho. And uh, we're going to listen to what she has to say and what they're saying here. And the woman who put this video says this needs to be a message to black men. All right. And this could be a message to all men, but particularly brothers get stuck in this situation where they get stuck trying to help. Um, A portion of people that don't really care about you and you're holding out hope that you're going to meet one of these people that care about you and they really don't. And she might be exaggerating a little bit on the statistics, but it is what it is. Let's go ahead and roll what they had to say. And this again, this is going to be a tough pill to swallow. Let's go ahead and refresh this and give you guys. Let's see here. Refresh. volume. I'm going to say it from from me to you. This is just straight up. Black women, 80% of them, they don't like you. 80%, I'm I probably sure it's more, but at least 80% of Black women in this day and age, it don't matter how old or young they are, they have a general dislike and hatred for you. That's your real climate, brothers.
4: I keep trying to tell people Idaho is not as racist as everyone thinks it is. So we are out in the middle of the desert, we're driving along, Mm -hmm. and I see a car that's broken down, Mm -hmm. and there's a black man. Now there is not a a whole lot of black people here Mm -hmm. in Idaho, right? Not a lot. So I'm thinking, nobody else is probably going to stop to help this man. Mm -mm, So I'm just like, you know what? You know what? We should stop. We should stop and help this man. No, we shouldn't. I'm like, what? And she's like, ah. I'm just like, you know, no one else is going to stop.
5: Not my problem.
4: And I'm like... Come on, we gotta help this guy out. Oh, no, we
3: don't.
4: See, <laughs> no.
3: No,
4: so we do not. So see, see, I just gotta say like right now, like she said, we already had too many we black had, people yeah, in it's in the car. already in this
5: in this little vicinity. It's too many.
4: She said ninjas. Ninjas. That was ninjas for anyone that, that she she has a speech impediment. That was a
3: a little slow. <laughs>
2: <laughs> damn
0: now let's just say first of all i have the same philosophy when i see anybody on the side of the road i just want to tell you that right now all right listen i ain't trying to help nobody but uh when i get disabled on the side of the road i'd be like damn help me but i got AAA a for that <laughs> all right i got AAA. a so with that being said i will give her a pass But they're trying to make this a little bit different, meaning I'm not going to help that black man specifically because he's a black man. That's where she's taking this. And many times we get called all the kind of you hate your mama and um, all of these things. Right. You you ain't black and they will take your racial card if you are caught with a fat white white woman and all of this stuff. (laughs) Okay. So, the fact that they're making it about this was a black man specifically, and we got too many ninjas in the car, this is definitely another hit piece where they're targeting specifically the black man. And so, this woman who owns this Instagram page is basically saying, Here's a dose of reality 80% of black women don't like you. And that's a hard pill to swallow. I believe this is true simply because of the dynamics that we have as. A people, right? We have this dynamic where we're pretty much going to be competitors. We have no problem belittling each other. When the sapphire comes out, we have no problem telling black men how lazy they are, or in particular, how they don't produce in this society. Now, that's something that black men can change about themselves. But when it's time to do what? Step up and be the dad that steps up, be the stepdaddy, be the cleanup guy, they have no problems making you a utility. And thus, that's how the relationship tends to coexist. You're the utility, and thus all of your utility in order to get a little bit of transactional leg or attention from them tends to go to waste if they don't respect you. Now, again, other races of women don't respect their men either. There's, you could probably say 50, 60% of other races of women probably have this relationship with their men anyway, but this is just a nature's part of the relationship I think guys really need to kind of think about this when they try to simp. When you try to come over here, Here okay, when you try to come over here and try to tell me we need to do this for the community, we need to do this. Well, the community exists because mostly choice, okay? mostly choices and self-inflicted wounds. So there shouldn't be any loyalty there. What tends to happen is these mindsets that you're getting to, it would be best served if actually you focus on another thing as opposed to that. Let me break this down. And I actually wanted to put this up there because I have right here this tribal, this tribal mindset of when, of where men get stuck because they want to try to be the savior for the tribe, which that's typically not how it works. Uh, I actually looked this up. I don't know this for sure, but our brothers, are brothers from Nigeria. Hi, brother. Hey, brother from Nigeria over here. Dr. 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 Mr. I can't even think of it. Dr. Ezekiel from Nigeria. Hi, brother. All right. In Nigeria, I looked it up. They actually have 300. Let me see if I can get it right. Nigeria has is made up of 371 tribes. Hey, I'm Ezekiel Ikebuike. Hi, brother. All right, here we go. Um, Here it is, 371 tribes in Nigeria. Now, people think tribes that that they're separated. No, these people tend to be together and coexist. But there's tribal identities. But in our world, we would look at Nigeria, and we would think all of the people are the same, which they are not. They all have different type of tribal identities in which their tribe comes first. In America, we do it a little bit different. Nigeria is actually 10 times smaller than America, but they have 371 tribes. If you look up the tribal identity of America, pre-European, there were thousands of or at least hundreds of uh, Native American tribes, including the First Nation tribes up in Canada. So. We lived in a tribal mindset for a long time. In America, now we've comp- p- completely said everybody's together. We're homogenized. We're all the same, which is difficult to do since our landmass is wide and we are spread out. So we don't identify that we have tribes. We just lump everybody together or we have this sense that we got to bring everybody up together. But I say that we are, we actually are segmented into very more, m- much more tribes than the Nigerians. The Nigerians had three, they have 371 tribes. We probably have a thousand tribes, and you don't realize it. Let me just give you this here before we so we could take this now. Let me give you an idea. Let's just take the community in particular. You have different tribes. You have tribes that are Crips and Bloods, uh, BGs and GDs and vice lords and, and Latin kings or whatnot, whatever you want to do. All right, any gang that these are all different tribes that have different type of loyalties. Now, if you take me. Who is not a Crip or a Blood, and you put me next to these people? We have different tribes. We're part of different tribes. Hence, I don't have any loyalty to them specifically. That's their tribe. Now, you can't lump me all together with them people, all right? Because I ain't in their tribe. <laughs> <laughs> you also have Bougies. You also had college educated. You have saw people that went to historically black colleges. People that were. Re- Let me just segment this. You have people who were re- regionally regional tribes. Just like Native American had regional tribes. You had the Seminoles over here, but then you had the Chumash in Southern California. These are two different people, and they saw themselves as two different people. They never lumped each other together and said, hey, we're all Indians. They never did that. They were like, we're Chumash. You're over here. You're Seminole. We're different. And regionally, we're different. There's people in the South that are distinctly different from people in the Pacific Northwest. These are different tribes. You come from a different tribe, a different area. You have a different experience and you have a different dialect. And thus, when you then try to lump us together, it doesn't work. And so when I identify a person, they're not from my tribe. I don't owe them nothing. People then say, Well, you a sellout, you Uncle Tom. No, it don't work like that. <laughs> We're we have tribes. And let me just start where the tribe starts from. Okay. You have your individual, you're the individual. You're only going to be um, you're only be only gonna be subject to work on yourself and self-preserve. Now you came from a family, which is your immediate family, which would be your mother and your father, and any of the offsprings. That is your family. Even if you have a large family, they're not your family. Your family is you, your mother, your father, your descendants, and your wife or whoever you procreated with. That is your family. Once you get down to the wider group from there. There is your tribe. That's your tribe. That's your extended family. That's your clan. Now, that's all you're beholden to in this world. That's it. Now, when people start lumping all this other bullshit in there, yeah, that's all secondary and tertiary. I owe them people nothing. That's nothing. Now, what's going to tend to happen is now you extend to either community or ethnicity. That's when you get into the other subsections of of, of the extension of the tribe mindset. Now you get into our our Are our ethnicities similar? Well, you might think because two people look like each other, similar to the Chumash and the Seminole, they look the same, but their ethnicities might be different. Their tribe mindset, their upbringing, their culture and experiences are completely different. So when people say we need to bring everybody up and all as a people that look like each other. Mm. No, I absolutely disagree with this. That's not true because your experience could be, you could be a crip or a blood, but I'm trying to bring you up together, but you have a completely different experience in life. Why do I owe you? (laughs) Okay, no, that's your whole thing. Now, when you get down to community, ethnicity and ethnos and all of that stuff, yes, that can be segmented and separated and you can defend somebody based on ethnicity. Yeah. But where it starts is individual, family, tribe, clan, and that's it. That's all you kind of really owe. And even when you get to the tribe and clan, it gets a little bit iffy. You do have to keep your tribe and your clan in check. Because if you have people in your tribe and your clan, the weakest link can bring your whole tribe and clan down. The weakest link in your tribe or your clan, your extended family. Then you go to the community. The weakest link in your community. The whore in your community. The damn reckless Pookie in your community can bring your whole community down and that's your immediate area. There's no, there's no community. I owe anything to across the damn country. Okay. I don't owe anybody anything in my community because my community extends to my immediate area, just like the Chumash immediate area. They don't owe the Seminole nothing. The Seminole way in the East coast. That, that Chumash is like what the Blackfoot tribe in South Dakota owes the Chumash nothing. We need to get rid of that because I can't expel people from my tribe or clan when they're the weakest link. I can't get rid of them. When you're all the way over there, 3,000 miles away, I can't dictate what you need to do and get you in order. So I owe you nothing. Not only that, I can barely communicate with you. Have you ever been to some talk to somebody in Miami Garden? And he started talking about that. Hey, lung, yo, l- little young jit. I can't even communicate with the guy. Same way, same way that people can't communicate with each other in the past from different regions. So individual, immediate family, then you get down to tribe, then you get to your immediate area community. That's pretty much where it begins and ends. Now, from there, you do have other loyalties. We have other loyalties, which would be the state, okay, or ethnicity. Then it goes down to the language, and then it goes down to other other things. And when you want to go on there, humanity, world, and all that stuff. And I think many people care about way too much outside in your tertiary responsibility, which would be ethnicity, which would be state, nation, which would be worldwide view and humanity when your whole damn tribe is out of order. When your whole damn individuality is completely out of order, your whole damn family broken up and your whole damn family can't even constitute a tribe and you're worrying about humanity and the nation, the state and ethnicity. Your whole family can't put two pieces of bread together and sugar in between it and syrup and give it to your whole damn tribe. See, that's what I'm talking about. That's where people got shit out of order. Now, my tribe can't get together, but you want me to worry about ethnicity. You want me to worry about the whole damn state and the nation. Shit. Hey. Shit. I'm trying to get my family together. I'm trying to get my tribe to operate. I'm trying to get my immediate people in my presence, my community that have a direct impact on me, I'm trying to get them together. You want me to worry about everybody else. And we ain't got no time for that. Nor do you need to, nor do, should you even be preoccupied with these situations. Why don't everybody work on their own community? Why don't you work on your own tribe? Why don't you get your own clan together? Instead of worrying about putting people together that really don't match, just like the symbiote. You might think I match with a black woman from North Carolina, but we got two different experiences. We're not a match. And the only reason why people think we're a match is because we share the same ethnicity. But we're not even from the same tribe. Neither are we from the same community. Rarely do we even speak the same dialect. And all of that. So I don't match with her. i probably be better matched with somebody in my area or my from my tribe. You get it. So. Think about these things when we push forward these agendas, which are definitely dependent on desperation. There's a desperate group of people that want people to depend on or they want to be dependent to a certain group of people. And those people obviously are the prosperous ones. So when they call you a sellout and Uncle Tom, they are saying, you owe me. Because we share whatever they believe we share. And I say, we don't share a damn thing nine times out of ten.
3: Being black isn't what I'm trying to be. It's what I am. I'm running the same race and jumping the same hurdles you are. So why are you tripping me up? You said we need to stick together, but you don't even know what that means.
4: If you ask me, you're the real seller.
0: All right. Uh, the, again, remember, don't box yourself in. I I guarantee you this word will help you when you actually adopt this mindset. And this mindset is nothing new. Again, Native American tribes were all separate. Okay, Uh, Nigerian tribes have 300. Nigeria has 371 different and distinct tribes. Doesn't mean they don't look at the nation and try to self-preserve, but they definitely do look out for self, brother. Brother, they do definitely look out for self and they look out for the next individual group, which is the immediate family. That's where you owe. When you get down to the tribe, you do owe, but. You do have a a say in what the tribe does. So if I go to my tribal members and I say, take that damn weave off your head and then take them damn eyelashes off your eyelids, that person will respond. And in kind, they will say, stop piping down all the women, you damn male whore in the tribe. You're actually infecting the rest of the tribe. Then I have a word and then I have to cooperate or I face, I face being taken and prosecuted by the members of the tribe and the leaders. But if I can't tell you what to do in my tribe and you can just tell me to shove it up, you know, where and there's nobody that can prosecute you within the tribe. Well, we don't belong in the same tribe, nor do I owe you a damn thing. See, that's how it works. If I can't throw your ass out for not cooperating, we ain't in the same tribe, nor are you my people. Period. (laughs) Mm. (laughs) Ah. Y'all hate me, huh? I know people hate me, man. They're like, this is the, the uncle Tom. I owe you nothing. If I can't put you in check and checks and balances, you're not in my tribe. So henceforth, skedaddle, skedaddle. Bye-bye. Let's get to the next point right here, the four quarters of your life. The four quarters of your life. Here it is right here living by design we got we talked about this implied designs a, a designer my atheist professor said implied doesn't design a, a design design doesn't imply a designer meaning nature creates well in life you have to design your life okay now you can't live by chance i'm going to give you a couple of points here about the four quarters of life the four quarters of life of this okay you're going to get a certain amount of life in terms of years here and It says quarters, but it doesn't necessarily mean 25, all right? That's how you've been trained mathematically related to money. But quarter doesn't necessarily mean 25. It can be broken down into four segments. And the life expectancy typically is somewhere around 76, 78, but we'll round it up to 80 for you. So, therefore, your quarters are going to be segmented segmented into 20s, okay, 20s, 0 to twenty. OK, and then 21 to 40 and then 41 to 60 and then 61 to 80. Those are going to be your four quarters. And if you live by design, we're going to talk about what you should be focusing on very generally, very generally, what you should be focusing on in your life. And if anybody should come into your life and disable or actually prevent you from accomplishing these things in your four quarters of life. They are not a part of your tribe all Right? you must excommunicate them from not only your tribe, your family, but your life as an individual because the individual is the most important here. The individual does make up the whole. All right, so uh, quarter number one, and there's no tabs for this one. I'm going to just look at my notes. All right, so uh, the fourth, the first quarter of your life is going to be uh, where you're preparing for the next quarter. So zero to 20, that's going to be quarter number one. This is going to give you an idea what you should be doing. You should be preparing and designing your life. So in quarter number one, zero to 20, you're learning. In our culture, we give you up to 18 years to learn. In previous cultures, they gave you up to year 13 to 14 to learn because you're probably have enough adult strength or you have the ability biologically to procreate during these times. So they gave you much more responsibility. Unfortunately, we get people to try to figure things out in the second quarter of life. And therein lies the problem in my mind. It's because we child adults that are second quarter of life. In my opinion, this is a thing. Now, just because you don't get to where you need to be in your life doesn't mean it's too late. But I'm just going to tell you. There are going to be people in the first quarter of their lives. That actually. Do not stunt their growth or arrest their development, meaning they get a head start. That's number one. So they take this responsibility in their first quarter of life. They actually do well with it. They soak up the game and then they do well. Now, you, on the other hand, you're going to get started in the second quarter and you're going to be behind. Now, when you get behind, you're going to look for all kind of reasons and excuses and you're going to start going down the whole tribal list. Well, it was my ethnicity in this country and government. And the state that I live in, you're going to go backwards like a fool and a moron and start blaming all of these things first. When you need to look at yourself, you need to look at your immediate family and you need to look at your tribe and community first.
6: Mm.
0: That's where the answer is. It ain't the state and the ethnicity and the nation. It's you. Are you and a
1: freshman at the university? Wait, it's, nope. it's you. And that's you.
0: Okay, so here it is. First quarter. This is where you learn. This is where you close your mouth. This is where you look up to your people above you, your elders, okay? And you soak up the game, the knowledge. But unfortunately, we let teenagers, adolescents, young adults tell us what to do and tell us how to parent them. Already, these kids are already mentally unstable, and you drug them up. Many people can't parent their own kids. And here we go, we're allowing them to actually lead us instead of following, learn, and soak up the game. Some kids learn and soak up the game and they start applying themselves so that they get ready for the second quarter and they propel themselves to the top. You, on the other hand, Mr. Know-it-all and Miss Know-it-all think you know everything. But you listen, you learn, you soak up the game, and then most importantly, you have some fun. You have some fun during these times because in the next quarters, there's gonna be least opportunities to have fun. So yes, have some fun. Make some mistakes. We always say, make some mistakes, but don't make a mistake that will set you back for the next second and third quarter of your life. Now, here's the deal. I tell kids during this time, even close kids to me and my immediate family, I can, I can do, I can correct mess ups, but I can't correct fuck ups. So it is important during your years, the first quarter of your life, that you do not fuck up. Don't fuck up. Right, this is where you learn all the things that you're going to use to elevate yourself in the second and third quarter of your life. Now, I made some mistakes in my life. I actually used some things like I told you in my first business, my first little business, age 19, first time I actually registered a business. Okay, it don't exist today, but many businesses don't exist today from definitely 20 years ago. But it it, it allowed me to learn. I actually made the transition pretty early in life to not be a failure, but have a little bit of fun. Because it gets tough to have fun later in life. And identify any deficiencies. So if you got my course, Conquer and um Unapologetically Masculine, that is on Teachable, which some people have a code to. I didn't think I was selling it still, but somebody people keep getting it every now and then. Do we all have deficiencies? It's okay. Some of our deficiencies are pretty much you can see it, right? Some of us have a deficiencies in culture, race. That might be a deficiency for many people. It might be some things that many people might consider a setback. There might be deficiencies in class, uh, deficiencies in education or availability of education, which people are trying to always get educated by their oppressor. I mean, I'm like, they need to educate us. I'm like, not your oppressor. All right, but um you have some deficiency. Identify what that is as early as possible. Identify what that is and don't make excuses as why it's used against you. There might be a good reason why it's used against you. Because in a time in nature, let's say if you were short or skinny, that might get used against you because you were least likely to be able to defend yourself, least likely to pass on good genes, least likely to, there there was a reason why. Now, in our culture today, these deficiencies can be overcome and most deficiencies can be overcome, but a lot of people will lean on the deficiency into second and third quarter of life and they'll still be singing that old same sad song. Well, my deficiency led me to X, Y, and Z. Right. And women don't select me because of this deficiency and X, Y, and Z. And men don't like me because I have this deficiency and bad hair, X, Y, and Z. All right. And they'll be 30, 40, 50, still leaning on that deficiency. I and mean, they could have made up for it 10 times over, 10 times it. But you still leaning on it. So these are the first quarter of Let me repeat it again learn, soak up the game, have fun. Identify any deficiencies. Take advantage of any and all advantages. This is called capitalizing. Whatever advantage you were given, take advantage of it now. If you were gifted and you're six foot two, two hundred and fifty pounds, a out of stone, you better pick up a football, a basketball, a baseball bat, a hockey stick. You better pick up something. If you're very much blessed mentally, meaning you are learning very well. Don't dumb yourself down based on the population or the community or tribe you're associated with. Just to include yourself in that, you need to disregard yourself or excommunicate yourself from that tribe and take advantage of all advantages. That means capitalize. Mm -hmm. And don't be afraid to capitalize. Don't let people offend you for capitalizing. They too dumb to take advantage of their advantages. So that's what you do. And then the next thing is don't make a mistake that could set you back in the next quarter. All right, so the next thing is you're going to the second quarter of life. You're now 21. 21 to age 40. You're going to go into, it's not too late. You still got a little bit of time, but what people do is then they try to have too much fun during this time, and you will see healthy people at 21 turn into fat bar maidens at 25. They're wasting it. Right. This is where women will say, I'm not going to get married until I get my life together and I get my first one bedroom through bedroom uh, apartment. I'm going to wait until my late 20s, early 30s.
1: And that's you. It's,
0: it's going to be too late. You actually you're killing time. Second quarter is the serious business. OK, in many in many cultures, 21 to 40, this game time, most people were dead in this quarter of life. Most people didn't even make it out of this quarter of life. Most people were flat dead by 40. Gone. Like this was their life. <laughs> you were elderly at forty. You were an old maid at twenty-five. Now, because we have the miracles of modern science, this is the second quarter. Many people by the mid second quarter already had a family of three and four, but now we're here trying to waste away. And there's a lot of people stunning their growth and delaying development, um, and they think they still got time. Well, it's you know when you get to the middle of late third second quarter, you're running out of time. So what's the next thing you should be doing? Don't try to make up for lost time. So you're mid-30s and you're early 40s or approaching 40. Then you want to go out there and pimp and hoe and Mac and run game and all this stupid shit, which is going to set you back. It's not going to make your third quarter better. See, in each quarter, you should be preparing for the next quarter. Because the next quarter is coming fast. Pause. It's coming fast like you five-stroke specialists out here. The next quarter of your life is coming fast. It's around the corner. You might think, hey, I'm 20 and you're an old head at 40. You're in the same quarter. You're the same group of people. Based on life expectancy, you're in the same quarter. Don't think because you're 25 you got time and the old heads are 40. You're in the same quarter of life expectancy. But what people do is, hey, I'm 30, I got time. I'm 25, I'm going to go shake my ass and party still. You're probably setting yourself back and you're having too much fun in a time period where you should be now practically applying the things that you soaked up in the first quarter. Practical application is what this is called. I soaked up the game in the first quarter. Now it's time to practically apply and build and put in that work. That's what I'm doing in the second quarter. If you ain't doing that, you're going to be effed up by the time the third quarter comes around. Now, the next thing you should be doing is Try not to make a classic mistake, which people will do in their 20s and 30s, i I'm not, 30s and 40s, which you're way too old to be trying to romanticize life, right? You want to live in a utopia. You want to live in this romanticized life of finding a wife and having it. That's all gone now. That's what the first and second quarter was for. The early second quarter. It's all gone now. The magic's gone. The thrill is gone. It's time to get serious about life, okay? So you're trying to romanticize and hope and wish and trying to get black women to cooperate and all this shit it's all gone now. You had that in your early, your late teens and early twenties. If you missed the boat, you missed it. So if you, yeah, it's trying to, you got to get realistic about life. Remember design implies a designer over here. So design your life, those things, um, you, you got to make sure the things you can't control, the things you can't control. You got to let that go again, go back to your tribal list. Immediate family tribe. I'm sorry. Immediate family, family tribe then go into a uh, community. Anything outside of that, you can't control it. So all these hopes and wishes and reparations and all of these things that happen with the black community gonna get together one day and get their shit together, it ain't, it ain't gonna happen. And if you're still singing that same song in your second quarter of life, by the time you get to quarter number three, you are gonna be done. You're gonna be done mm. gonna be done-zo. So prepare for the next quarter when you're in the second quarter, in your third quarter should go well. You can still make mistakes in your second quarter. But by the time that mistake, those those mistakes should be able to be seen early enough in the second quarter so it doesn't debilitate your third quarter. Third quarter of life. Age 41 to 60. That's the third quarter. What should we be doing? Not being penalizing and making up for lost time for the dumb mistakes you made in the second and first quarter. If you're still paying for the mistakes you made in the second quarter or the first quarter, some people made some mistakes in the first quarter that they basically shot themselves in the foot. Meaning you're still paying child support into your 60s. You're getting gray divorced in your 40s through 60s. You're um still trying to marry a woman and you get divorced within two years and now she then got alimony from you. You still paying off student loan debt. You still ain't saved nothing. You don't own any property. You don't own a damn thing. If you're there in the third quarter of life, whew, mm. somewhere you done messed up. <laughs> okay. If you still trying to be a Mac, if you still trying to run game, if you're still trying to be a player in the third quarter of your life, you fucked up somewhere. Mm. And it might not have been you. It might have been your culture, your ethnicity, your gang, your tribe. It could have been you, your immediate family. Somewhere you messed up and somewhere you got to identify it and somewhere you got to do a 180 degree about face and change this shit up. It is now time for the no huddle offense. (laughs) All right. Right now, the clock's winding down. You're down two possessions. You got one timeout, and you're at your own 20. We got to get going. Now, many people won't even make it out alive in this quarter of their life. And that's probably going to be because you did drugs and you drank in the second quarter of your life, probably in the late first quarter of your life. See, those things gonna start to show your skin gonna be bad, you're gonna have dark eye circles, you're gonna be overweight, your health gonna deteriorate, you're gonna get the gout, you're gonna get the damn high blood pressure and diabetes. Yeah, that's because of what you did in the first and second quarter of your life, and now in the third quarter, you gotta pay that bill back. You on prescribed meds, your mental health is f-ed up, right. All of a sudden, you snorted cocaine. All of a sudden, you paying that bill back, and time will come back for your ass. So the clock is ticking in this third quarter of life. You have less time to gamble with. Don't play games. We don't have time for Hail Marys. We need to run the two-minute scripted offense. You can ill afford a critical mistake during the third quarter of your life. You can ill afford a critical mistake. A mistake at this point of life is fatal. Fatality. It's over. It's a wrap. Okay. You need to very, you must be very methodical. March the ball down the field, throw out routes and fades. If you throw down the middle with one timeout and then under two minutes left, it's going to be deadly to you. Right. So now what are we doing? We're actually getting health checkups. We're actually taking care of our health way better than we did in the second quarter, which you should be doing. All right. I should have put that in there. You're actually living off the fruits of your labor, meaning you've already built in the second quarter. Now you're living off the fruits of your labor, so you're working on staying mentally strong. This is why I can ill afford to deal with uh, mouth-breathing women. They're, they don't offer anything to me, all right? Uh, romance is one thing, and love is one thing, but I can't afford mentally unstable people in my life. And I can't afford people who fucked up their first and second quarter coming into my third quarter. I can't do it. I can't do it. I'm not willing to take that gamble. Right? I don't, there ain't enough peace leave. There ain't enough sin of a, of a woman to make me risk it at this point because I'm clearing up the mistakes that I made in my second quarter. And I'm working on my mental health. I'm working on my physical health. I'm working on my nutrition and fitness. These are the primary importance to me. And I'm living off the fruits of my labor. And I'm actually still building. Yeah, you can still build, but you can ill afford for fatal mistakes. And I'm preparing for the fourth quarter of life. Yes, it's coming. No matter if you don't want it to come, it's going to be here. Time keeps on slipping, slipping into the future. You can't stop time. Time is of the most important. Time is critical. You can't stop the clock. You ain't got no more timeouts. You can't throw an interception pick six at this particular point. I can't throw I can't fumble the ball. I got to make sure that this stays above board. So when you say you're boring and what about love, I need to prepare for quarter number four. I'm early in the early third quarter right now, but I can't Ill afford a critical mistake. I can't chance it no more. I'm preparing for quarter number four. And if some knuckle dragon ass woman comes in here and messes it up, I only have myself to blame for taking that risk. So I choose to buy them and dismiss they ass because time is slipping. Now, fourth quarter of life. What you need to be doing is maintaining being functional in life. You not to be able to be standing upright. I met a guy who was in the fourth quarter of his life. He's 75 years old. This is age 61 through 80. He's 75 years old. He works at the arena. He does like customer service at the arena. He looked good, black man probably about my size, he was less muscular, but he walked well, he was living good, he was happy in good spirits, and all of that stuff, and he did this job just to be able to get out, and it keeps him staying mentally sharp, the dude, and some people are blessed, remember, take advantages of your advantages, some people are blessed genetically to live good into their old age, and especially if you don't mess it up in quarter number one, two, or three, you can live 75 and live good and functionally, but if you're beaten down and you're henpecked and you gain weight and you partied into your second and third quarter and you did drugs and you got a be- got with a bad woman and you still on child support in your 60s, odds are when you get to the fourth quarter. OK, so you need to stay mentally sharp, work on math, Sudoku puzzles, crossword puzzles. All right. Read books. You need to be on cruise control by the time you get to this point because you can live well. Now, this is what gets you to overtime. Yeah, man, overtime. See, we talked about life expectancy. First quarter, second quarter, third quarter, fourth quarter. But the real prize of life is getting to overtime. Getting past the point where people expected you to get past. And you're still functional at 81, 82, 85. All right? And you're not panicking. It's not critical. You're not trying to run out the clock. You're now... At the point of blessing. And to get blessed, you got to make sure you're good, strong mental health, good, strong fitness wise. You're taking care of your nutrition in the second and third quarter of your life. You're not snorting coke. You're not uh, smoking from bait pipes. You're not smoking the weed out. Oh, it's not harmful. I bet you when you get to the fourth quarter in overtime, you're going to see the delay. You're going to be walking around here like your boy Joe Biden.
4: I've done some dumb things. and I'll do dumb things again. At that
0: point, when you get to overtime, hopefully you're not dependent on everybody else to get your ass around. Okay, hopefully you're living good hopefully you have taken care of your individuality your family and your tribe in order for them to actually give you a good base and a blessing in overtime but if you effed up your life you're gonna be running around there waiting for your ssi social security check your disability check to come in people are gonna be f- f- finessing your ass people are gonna be poisoning you your damn ling ling nurse ain't gonna gonna let you touch her
2: booty booty
0: all right, so this is where I'm gonna be in overtime right here. I'm gonna just show you right now. All right, this is where I'm gonna be. This is gonna be my nurse. Now she might steal my money. All right, let me see here. Where's my nurse? There she is. She might steal my money, but I'm gonna still feel her
2: booty, booty.
0: <laughs> Oh my goodness. Oh man. Yeah, that's gonna be me. All right, but this is gonna be some of y'all in the third quarter of your life. You gonna be still knocking broads up trying to prove how much of a man you is, and then somewhere in your early 40s, you're going to want to roll the dice, and you're going to try to find you a good little woman, and she's going to get knocked up, and you're going to be on child support until the fourth quarter of your life. <laughs> yep, my Ling, Ling ain't even born yet. She ain't even been thought of by her parents. The, the, my nurse is not even born yet right now. So I'm gonna get me a fresh legal nurse by the time I'm in my fourth quarter and in the overtime, 100. And that's living life by design. And that's not giving a damn of what everybody thinks. Whether well, 18, 19 is too young. but well, that's too young for you. But to me, it's legal. Him <laughs> a metaphile. Yeah, I might push it to 30 by the time I'm in the fourth quarter. But in, but in the third quarter, I'm going. <laughs> Oh man, yeah, man. Where's she at? Where Ling Ling at? There she is, right there. Ha! Huh? Shout out to her right
2: here. Yeah, yeah.
0: There she is. I see you, girl.
2: Ooh, 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 ooh,
0: <laughs> yeah, man. Where is this at, man? Let's take this down to get to these super chats going on right here, man. Hey, those are the four quarters. Hey, so what you should do is in this, you might not actually define it the way I defined it. That was my own definition of it. So what you should do is living life by design as a man, define what your four quarters and your overtime should look like. So you wrote down my notes, but now it's time for you. Now it's time for you. That's you. Hold on for a second.
1: And that's you.
0: Write down what your four quarters and your overtimes look like, and what are you doing in this quarter, whatever quarter you in? What are you doing in this quarter to realize, um, to realize how you're going to make your third and fourth quarter and overtime better? And I want you to think when you write down your goals, what can I ill afford? What mistakes do I need to avoid to make sure my third quarter isn't as good as my second, so that I'm prepared for the first, uh, pre- prepare for the next one. All right, super chat time. Bob is in the building. If you are in the second quarter of your life. Can you make a little time to have fun to catch up to the fun you didn't have in your late teens? I'm willing to sacrifice my hypothetical family by having a baby. And you certainly can for sure. So I, one of my things in the quarters of life is try not to make up for lost time. That's a trap. That's a trap. So depending on what you do to make up for lost time could be a trap. Women tend to use this as I miss my younger years being married and chained to a bed and having kids. And so what the woman will do is when they're in their second quarter of life between the ages of 20 and 40, and this is mostly 30 to 40, they'll go back out there and they will be
5: in these streets.
0: They'll go out there to try to go back out there to the club and the nightclub and get pounded out and all that shit that they miss when they were in their twenties, because they wanted to be a good little woman and get married and then they'll miss out on it. And they'll go back there and chase it only to their demise which means they're going to lose their family. They're going to lose their tribe. They're going to lose their individuality. And they won't be able to define themselves in their third quarters. Then they'll want everybody else to make up for the deficit. Well, I'm still a good woman. And I know I got three other kids by two different daddies. And I know this and I'm still good. And I know I'm in debt, but I'm still a good woman. They'll start. to.
1: And that's you.
0: So they're made. They're trying to make up for lost time, but they don't have a plan for the third and fourth quarter. Their plan is you. Their plan is you.
1: And that's now for a
0: man, typically if they try to make up for lost time, they'll either start a family late. Right. Which could be good or bad, or they'll go out there and be a player in a Mac. Right. Because they'll start to get leverage and they will start to build and then they didn't get the good looking woman in the early part of their years. And then they will go out there and try to run game in their 40s and 50s. All right. Mm. Mm, You missed it, son. Oh, what you could do is use your leverage and options. But if you do that, that's going to prevent you from getting ready for the third quarter or, a, or the fourth quarter. There's no principles that makes you a man because you trying to out here run around and stick your thing for free in women. Not in the third quarter, son, <laughs> not in the third quarter. You at the club and you doing all this shit. No, man. What you need to be able to do is go to a high-end lounge where you got a damn subscription and you in the back room with the vault of cigars and a wallet for the credit cards and you got young girls sitting on your laps. That's what you, now that's different. And then everybody knows what the game is. But catching the STD at 42 and 46 and 50, 55, messing around with these straggle daggles. there's no. Or, or, or messing around here trying to be a player in the MAC, and then all of a sudden you knock up some twenty six year old woman, right there trying to get it for free. Mm-hmm. Now you paying child support into your sixties in the third quarter. <laughs> you ain't play, you playing child support in your sixties, bro? Like, come on, man. Stop. You get married, remarried again at forty six, divorced by fifty one. Paying child support into your 70s. <laughs> <laughs> Why? Or somebody give you that clap or the he- itchy scratchy in you 46 sitting in the damn doctor's office. <laughs> like, what the fuck? Hell no, bro. Yeah, they call that hustling backwards. So be careful, man. Hustling backwards. Yeah, custody. Ex- Dude, we've read stories about dudes doing custody exchange in their 60s. I'll be damned if I'm doing custody exchanges in my 60s. That ain't happening, bro. That ain't, nope. And if I do, I know I messed up. Child support is not taking money out my check in my 60s. No. I refuse to design my life like that. That's an L. You're living, you're living on the edge. Where are we at? JC says, in my opinion, the fourth quarter should, should be about trying to extend the years. Yes. Fourth quarter, let's get to overtime. Absolutely. Absolutely. Where are we at? Dude's trying to hold on to Matt game principles in the third quarter of their lives. Are you an idiot? Are you a fool? What? That's something you would do in the first quarter of your life, to be honest. Like first quarter, early second quarter. Yeah, man, look how good I am. I can get these women to do what I want them to do. Okay, yes, all right. You're the man. Once you get to quarter number three, you need to sit your ass down. <laughs> doesn't mean you're not getting women doesn't mean you're or you i'm gonna get me a hot wife mm. look at my trophy wife i'm in my 50s dude she gonna divorce you so hard and she's not with you for you she does not love you she has no love for you as long as you know that you about to pay up the nose shout out to mr Shout out to Mr. Hardaway, G. Hardaway, we'll call you. He says, you ain't right trying to get black women to cooperate. He says, you ain't never lied. He said, it's like trying to wrestle an alligator, but modern white women ain't getting no better. They're getting worse by the day. He says, even though you can't win for losing sometimes, I even say when you go over there, I don't care what color you are as a man, getting women to cooperate now is damn near a mission impossible. And there's some guys that teach these skill sets. Okay, there's going to be this guy, he's going to be somewhat young or look young for his age, and he'll be like, no, nah, man, y'all doing it all wrong. See, what you need to do is, and I'm telling you, you throwing away time trying to do this. You're talking to a brick wall. <laughs> like, what the hell? And for minimal return in value, it's a minimal return. Please tell me what you get. I'm waiting to this day for one of these goofball guys to tell me what do I get? Okay, I got her to listen now. All right, because every inevitably my whole debate is gonna be like, okay, you can do this, right? And they'd be like, Yeah, Sean. Yeah, Sean, you could do this. You could get a woman to do what you want her to do, and you can get a woman to follow you. And I was like, it's work for you, right? Oh, yeah, Sean, I've done it plenty of times. Whoa, 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 wait, whoa, whoa, whoa. You've done it plenty of times. Hold up. I thought you said. You can get a woman to do what you want her to do. But now you're saying you've done it plenty of times. That means you have eight women doing what you want them to do right now, right? Uh, No. Well, what happened to the woman that was doing what you want them to do that made you find another woman to do what you want them to do? So obviously, you she's not there anymore. What happened? Well, she stopped doing what I wanted her to do. So hence, I had to replace her ass. Bruh, as I said, you cannot get a woman to do what you wanted to do. There's There's a time where it ends, and she no longer wants to cooperate. And you realize that, and then you throw the towel in on her. Where are we disagreeing, sir? We're agreeing on the same thing. We're actually agreeing on the same thing. You can't get her to do long-term. Meaning, when I say this, I mean forever. When, I, when you say to me, I can get a woman to do what I want her to do, my next word is forever. Like, I'm doing this for good. Now, if you disagree with me saying you can do it, but then hence saying you can't, you have had to do it a couple of times, you had to stop, you had to stop, start, invest, stop start invest mm. <laughs> i we actually in agreement this is not a long term endeavor this is a short term i can do it short term but why would i keep stop starting investing instructing stopping starting investing instructing finding stop start stop <laughs> mm. at that point what the hell am I doing? What to, and what return am I getting? None of these dudes have any of these girls that have made you millionaires. None of these girls that you stop, start, find investing has made you the person that you need to be going into the third quarter. It was a waste of time. And you had to find another one. Stop, start, invest, find. Where are we missing the point here? I have so many people disagreeing me and you can't keep one woman to do what you wanted to do. Hence you're going to be wasting too much time. I need to focus on something else. (laughs) I'm a look, man. I ain't got no time to be investing in eight women just to get a return. I could get out of myself by investing in myself. I ain't got no time for that shit. Now what I could do is use $300 to get whatever I needed to do and then keep it moving. (laughs) y'all be throwing away time trying to make something work that's not workable obviously did you see the movie uh wall wall street (laughs) in which the corporate raider our man mr greed himself mr wall street i can't think of his name gordon gecko he would go by these companies and he would destroy them and only to sell portions of the company off, and then he would leave the company hanging high and dry. And then the young guy, which was Charlie Sheen, Charlie Esteves himself, asks Michael Douglas, um Gordon Gecko. He says, You know, they're offended. Why do you keep coming into these companies and wrecking them? What it what was his response, Bud Fox? What was his response? I want to see if somebody's good in Wall Street. Why do you keep coming into these companies and wrecking them? Anybody see? I'm going to see what they say. (laughs) No, he didn't say greed is good. There we go. Kevin, a software tester got it. Kevin, a software tester got it. Yep. Mr. Ant the Great got it. Because they're wreckable. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Unknown got it. Why do you keep coming into these companies and wrecking them? Because they're wreckable. <laughs> That's why. What are you talking about? Why do you keep saying women are a waste of time? Because <laughs> they time wasters. That's what they do. Why do you get women to use them and then throw them? Because the scar- they're discardable. They wreckable. Mm-hmm. They're not there to build, they wreckable. <laughs> I'm trying to give y'all game to save y'all lives because they wreckable. They ain't there to build with me. They ain't going to build me up to the person I need to be. Very few of them will. This is a me speaking generally. There's always going to be one that does. They're very few and far between. Hence, these guys that run game and spin plates proof that I'm right. They can't find one. That means they got to find multiple. And they will always keep finding these and putting in time and teaching and employing, and they will end up destroying. And then now you got to do find another one again. You agree with me. We don't disagree. <laughs> because they're wreckable. All right. It's what it is. Stop putting so much emphasis in this. And there's no thing. Once you get into the third quarter of your life, there's no win here. You're not winning on this one in this investment in this endeavor. Maybe in your second quarter, maybe if you become a guy and I'm going to get to the cash app, if you become the guy, that's uh, the guy that turns your business into playboy, or you turn it into girls gone wild or something like that, but just getting women to lay with you and using that as proof that you got something of value from them, you did not I can guarantee you the time that you took it, didn't, you didn't get the value out of them. Shout out to Carl S. He says, he says all that, not even including credit card debt. And that's the whole thing, man. You're going to, you're going to accumulate in the third quarter of your life, many women that you need to choose from. And a lot of guys are going, well, I need to find a girl. Well, once you do many, the baggage that she's bringing in highly likely is going to be more than it's going to be worth to invest in them. So she's 40, you're 40. You make a great power couple, but she probably has too much credit card debt, consumer debt, student loan debt, potentially um, offspring debt. That is not going to be worth you investing in them. It's going to paralyze you into the fourth quarter. Shout out to Everett Walker says blue chip Monday, <laughs> blue chip mindset Wednesdays, the best day of the week. CGA appreciate it. the lowest populated streams that we have, by the way. Shout out to Carl S.M.I. He says Michelle Obama, Erica Badu sisters in the building. Yeah, those those women are expensive. Michelle Obama's a lawyer, so that means she came with a significant amount of debt, which they barely was paid off, allegedly by, according to them, even into their presidency. They were still paying it off. Okay, I mean, these are expensive sisters, but. Everett Walker says, get your money right now, fellas, economy is burning. How doom and gloom of you, (laughs) doom and gloom man. the economy's all right. All right, stop spreading that doom and gloom around here. <laughs> Frodo Bagham Young, he says, we still ain't seeing NYT streams in podcasts in Spotify or the night streams. All right, I got to upload them. I think for some reason, I go to going off to the junior college, <laughs> but I get done with those. So I'm going to put those up. All right, Timeless Game says, Antonio Brown is a piece of shism. He's not, he's, man, I would like, I would like to see where he goes into the next quarter of his life. All right, he's got to get it together, but he did what had. What happens with him is he had a very good, prosperous first quarter of his life, and now some people, some people don't have a plan until the second, third, and fourth quarter, and he clearly doesn't. Shout out to no government named Tyrone says Giselle's Wikipedia page states that she believes in witchcraft and used it to predict Brady Super Bowl wins. She also considers herself a witch. Google it. Well, that's obviously overlooking a red flag there. Wow. A lot of women do believe in witchcraft, um, either by strategy or um, just because the culture believes in it. Right? So uh, any person that knows astrology and they want to go into mystic magic and crystals, and all I'm not saying these are negatives. What I'm saying is you're messing with the spirit now. Okay? And spiritually, you guys better match. You better match spiritually, because if you don't match spiritually, she's going to be able to do things and conjure up things in the spirit world, which I don't play with. I'll diss a whole bunch of things. But when it comes to the spirit, I don't mess with because I think the spirit is is real. I don't know what spirit it is, but I think there's some things out there that especially if you have a belief in it can be strong in in you. Now, with that being said, if you mess with these things, they can take control of your life if they have a strong belief in it and they're doing things against you. We talked about the spaghetti, right? Don't eat our pasta. People putting period blood in pasta pasta to get you to closely uh, keep close attachments to them. Right. They'll do things uh, based on, you know, they'll be throwing salt over their shoulder and not walking under ladders and all this shit. Right. And then you're got to modify your life to that and align with them. And if you are not in alignment with them, this could cause you complications. You know what I mean? You could be looking at, oh, damn, my kidney out. (laughs) You know what I mean? Oh, man, man, I ruptured my spleen. And because you didn't deal with these people in the right way righteously, they will start to conjure up images of you doing some ridiculous things. So you know what I mean? I ain't trying to do it. Somebody says, check the CGA Facebook. I don't know what's going on there. I don't know. Did they did they delete it? I don't know what they're going on. I can't even I can't even stream over there. I don't know what they're doing. So uh yeah, you be getting in car crashes over there. It's crazy. Yeah, uh, what's going on over there? Uh last story here, real quick. Sizzle, what's going on over there? I don't know. We talk about these topics. Oh, the brothers y'all post over there. Okay, shout out to you. I was like, what they do? What they do? New, new last new, quick story. We're gonna end it off on this one. Woman. I'm oh, waiting. That's not the story. It's going to be the dating marketplace. Oh, the dating marketplaces for mentally unstable people. Let's give you a snapshot of a profile that a lot of you guys are dealing with. And I've thrown in the towel a long time ago because I designed my life. And a lot of people hate when you design your life. They're like, who do you think you're better than me? Yeah, no, no, I do. Yes, I mean, there's no problem here. But uh, this was shared on the coachgregadams.locals.com membership stream right there. And this is a woman named Julie. Uh, This is what she says, what she deserves in terms of a date. And uh, this is what I was like, a media shared it right here. Uh, This is a day ago. Uh, Before you ask me on a date, she already out of line already. (laughs) She already out of line already. I'll only agree to lunch or dinner, depending on my schedule.
3: So I could focus on my career. And
0: you will have to provide the following first. I, this needs to be accompanied by a picture. I'm gonna need a picture, baby. Cause you already out of line with this bullshit. All right. But now I gotta listen to your shit. (laughs) All right. Where are we at? $50 for gas. So this is a broke bitch. All right. Listen,
3: I'm rich, man.
0: Ma'am, if I gotta pay you for gas. This is stuff you should be providing on your own. Now, if I start doing this, I own you. That's basically where I'm going next. Oh, you need me to help? Now I own you. And if you are not going to be privy to the tribes, the tribunal (laughs) requirements, you're out. If I start even contributing to these little things, which which you should be having by disposable income coming out of the house, I don't know what to tell you. You obviously a broke bitch and I can't deal with a woman like you. Fifty dollars in gas. I refuse to ride with you in case I want to leave. OK, so you don't even know what dating is. I mean, you're already out of line. Now, every time you got to meet me there and all this shit and I don't trust you, I want to protect myself. And if I want to leave, I want to dip. OK, don't date, please. Don't date. Do not date if this is you. If you're too scared and you don't want the guy to court you and open doors and all this shit, if you're putting all these requirements on me, but what? I can't pick you up? I got to pay you for gas? What about this? $75 to $100 for a babysitter. Or you can pay for two meals. Two more meals, she said. These are the goofballs you're on dating app swiping. And this is minimal. $75 to $100 for a babysitter. So obviously you're a single mammy. And obviously, you're so low class that you're out here trying to date instead of raising your damn kids. Uh, Tuck it in, lady. You messed up the fourth quarter, your first or second quarter of life. Tuck it in and raise your kids to not be robbing people out here. And go get a second job instead of dating. Because a man is not a plan at this point. You already messed up. You already can't even aren't even capable of staying with your child's father. Ma'am, what are we doing here? This is unreasonable to ask a man to do this. Next thing, she wants $100 for a sheen haul. This is, I believe, some sort of attire. I need to be able to try on a few options for our date. So now I got to play for your clothes to come outside, and I barely even know you. She needs $100 for her toes. No need to worry about my nails since I don't get them done anyway. And she says, yes, you will be paying for the whole date. Okay, so now I'm already down 100 and I'm already down 200, 325 dollars maybe $350. I'm already down $350 just to bring your ass out the house. Now, I got to also pay for the dinner, and she says, and no, I won't be sleeping with you, and the second date will depend on how well you tip our server. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh. Nah, Sean, you can run game all on her, Sean. Don't believe anything she's saying, Sean. Sean, you don't believe that, man. She don't charge me nothing, man. I will get all this shit for free, Sean. I don't even care if I got her for free. She's a lunatic. And she says, if this is too much to ask, then I'm not the one for you.
1: And that's you.
0: I like, he said, I live my life like this already. No, you don't. If you can't, then please leave me alone, ladies. Am I missing anything else? Yes, you're missing the you're missing some marbles. <laughs> you're a Looney Tune, but guys are dealing with this out here, all right. And you're actually trying to comply to this. And what do you get in return? I want to see a picture of this woman. I got to see a picture of this woman. I mean, I don't have one though. There seems to be oh boy, wow, the nerve. But like I said there'll be a guy that does that or there'll be a guy that goes ahead and pays her the 500 dollars and claps the cheats by the way ladies there's I you know what I can get for 350 just to bring out of your house do you know what I can get in this marketplace for 350 dollars and they're saying well uh, then the type of girls you met no you were that type of girl you literally put a you literally put a financial terms to yourself and then didn't even bring nothing else to the table but just to show up now I'm in the whole 500 600 bucks I could get me a prime grade A junior college Kaylee (laughs) I can get prime Kaylee a hot Kaylee local on her off day to come clean my pipes and there's guys here telling me that I'm telling you something illegally this woman is literally prostituting herself and somebody go pay (laughs) This is the guys that are getting free women. Oh, with real hair, stringy hair, stringy, long, long hair, right down to the middle of her back, putting it up in a, she's going to come with one of those things, you know, those hair ties around her wrist. She walks in my house with a hair tie on her wrist. And she sits down Indian style And she takes the hair tie from her hair And she ties it back She pulls her hair back like this And puts it in a high ponytail And she says Are you ready daddy For what she just offered (laughs) And then she leaves Happy with a smile on her face And says Now I can make it through biology class I was a few chapters behind (laughs) <laughs> because they're I'm not saying nothing. I don't do. These are all jokes, by the way. These are all jokes. Oh, I was going to show you something, by the way, I'm going to show you something. Hold on for a second. Hold on for a second. I'll show it to you. Let's see here. And they'll leave stuff like this. This, this is, this is what I found in my Porsche 911. This is what I found. Cause I was looking under there. I saw a dime and I saw something else gleaming down there. So I look, and I'm going to show you my phone. That's what I found. (laughs) I was like, where did that button come from? Oh, yeah. (laughs) Anyway, sorority house got a little bit of extra. (laughs) Oh, my goodness. Yes, this, you know. Definitely. Definitely was UCLA territory, marketer territory. Oh man! Anyway, man, shout out to everybody in the building, man. Look, man, let's get to these super chats. Make sure she left a souvenir for me. I was like, hmm. "That's not a cracked screen. That's the cracked plastic on the screen." See, I get the clean plastic. I got the plastic. The screen's not cracked. That's just the plastic thing, brother. Come on, man. That's just a little plastic they lay down there, the thirty-dollar piece of plastic, so you don't crack your screen.
2: That's interchangeable. Him a manophile.
0: All right, let's get Kaylee and then see what these super chats are looking like. Let me clean the deck. Let me clear, clear the deck. Let's see what Kaylee talking about here. but I'm just trying to y'all gonna be at UCLA looking at Kaylee's is it you is it you <laughs> she gonna be like this she gonna be like
1: and that's you
0: oh man what a fun life man this is a fantastic third quarter on my life I'm somewhere not even in the middle yet but uh we're having a good third quarter we're having a good quarter next we're gonna be at Arizona State University uh having some fun over there we definitely gonna be having fun at ASU shout out to the girls at the Tilted Kilt they're kind of fine lining their way, trying to get, they can't really get all the way over. <laughs> They're like, what's going on here? And shout out to the married women who have to get permission from.
2: Yes, And on.
0: To watch my show. I've already invaded UNLV. All right. UNLV is, it's a little bit crazy over there. It's a little bit crazy. They're a little bit cuckoo over there, UNLV. Let's see here. Let me see. I got a couple more chats came in. All right. AD Austin. Hold on for a second. Let me go to here. It was a PayPal. (laughs) Let me check before we go and close out the show. A.D. Austin does say something. Then we got to get out of here to go make some money. He says uh, B.W.'s manipulate and sacrifice black males for their life, seed, and energy all the time. He says it's all negative spirits. He says you guys got to leave these type of women alone. They specialize in sacrifice. So, yeah, I mean, guys, I mean, the single mother rate kind of shows it. And all of a sudden you're going to be blamed, right?
3: And it it's all Jermaine's
0: fault. We know how it's it works. It's It's a little bit tough and critical. So you got to watch out. You got to watch out. And if they get shot by the police in the middle of the street, what's eventually going to happen is they'll make that man, that young man a martyr and talk about how good of a kid he was and how perfect he was based on her, her raising skills, her child rearing skills. But they won't have, they'll have to have a GoFundMe. They'll have to have marches and parades. They'll have to do all of these things. And she'll expose herself to be kind of a failure. But uh, she'll make herself a queen, a martyr. Oh, oh, poor baby. Oh, man, 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 you lost your son. You lost your son out here in this to this street violence. Sick. It's the same thing. This is all sacrifice. And when you boil it down to sacrifice, and we take periods of history, it teaches us. We're almost at the three-hour mark. Take pieces of history. This would be recognized as some sort of sacrifice. Okay. All right. It's not it, it's not as it's not because they did something good. They did something very, very bad. Sacrificed her son so she can be forever. Oh, that baby. She lost her baby, T-mon. T-mon. was such a good boy and he graduated. Look at him. Look at him. Look at his picture we show into the media. He's such a good boy, and she did a good job raising him, but the streets got him. You know what I mean? And she did everything to actually discourage him from doing well. And uh, he actually was out here doing dirt. She knew he was doing dirt, but now she can be ever be the uh, sympathetic queen by writing out his murder. (laughs) Writing out his murder the rest of her life. And she contributed to it, definitely. I mean, she put him in circumstances for that to actually death to become him and anyway shout out to everybody man let's end on a positive note let's end on the positive note shout out to the coach gang and we outta here. Here here comes
3: comes road. Road. out of here here it comes the bankroll this is what make it all happen right there this the what make end? it happen this is what make it happen if a man want to know how to meet a nice woman how you meet her with this <laughs> first then would come out your mouth i got money <laughs> But those not respectable women. I don't want no respect. I
4: want some ass. <laughs> Damn the respect. I want you to break down like a 12-gauge double barrel shotgun and show me what you're working with. But
5: don't
4: you want commitment? What? To
5: who? You to don't who? want to be
6: committed.
4: <laughs> I'm committed to getting up to that bedroom and
6: giving her what she needs. And-